Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's fine. <laughs> There's some butt fumbling in that movie, too. Just a wee little bit. <laughs> Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play? He is none other than Broadway, Joe Namath. If Mark were to get the nod, and if he played decently, if, uh, if, what a big word, with only two letters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. I told you my Derek Jeter story. I had Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up. Derek! Just turn around, man! Just turn around! <laughs> Finally, he like dumb. He does the thing with the weight. He's about to go up. He turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Bro, I hear you." <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody. It is the first March edition in 2014 of the Rich Eisen podcast. Pleased that you are uh, with us. And uh, this is proof positive. This is sort of like the podcast version of fogging up a mirror that we still exist, even though there's no games going on, even though there's really not much going on. Unless you're unless you're into the franchise tagging, then this is your time of year, man. This is it. If you're all into who gets the franchise tag, who gets the transition tag, you're locked in on what the NFL uh, management council thinks that that uh, that Jimmy Graham deserves to be tagged as. If that floats your boat, then this is Christmas, Christmas in er- early March, and uh, we're you know I'm already bored by that subject, and, and I think we're only 24 to 48 hours into that subject actually being news. I'm already bored to you tears. Don't, you by don't it. have a franchise tag fantasy team. Well, I have not been franchise tagged myself just oh. yet. No, no, I have not been franchise tagging. Chris Law, you were there in in Lucas Oil. Saw it first person. Five nine eight. I five, was five nine three on your watch. I had you a little faster than I, they, have. Yeah. I not proven? to anybody around these parts that at, at, at the very least i'm viral you are viral at the very least i trend worldwide uh, my my name is mixed in on that screen grab from twitter five minutes after the 40 yard dash hit Indeed. our air yep. amongst foreign languages of which i am not familiar then there I'm- are all sorts of accents over the letter o that i've never seen before and i'm not talking umlauts i'm talking <laughs> stuff that I have no earthly idea what it is. You should sell jerseys. That's Pat McAfee's voice for crying out loud. Our uh, in-studio guest. Our in-studio guest Great on this program. God, what a place. Pat McAfee of the Indianapolis Colts. Chris Law, good to see you. Rich, always a pleasure. At Thanks Chris Law, me. at Chris Brockman, good to see you. Good to see you guys. Pat McAfee in the frickin' flesh. And not only in the Here. flesh, wearing a Punters Are People 2 t-shirt yeah. donned yeah. with a denim, denim American, with flag American flag on the back. overthrow... Yeah. Button down. I'm all that is America right now. With 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 also uh, stuffed in the denim shirt pocket, uh, clearly straight from our green room, a four pack of Oreo cookies, which makes me those, concerned of your off season workout regimen. Pat. Oh, this I got to be honest with you. Season, Rich. This is eating season. <laughs> regular or double stuff, Pat. No, it's regular. I don't go for the double stuff. Oh, okay. I think it's too but much cream. This is also basic cable. We don't we don't offer That's the double true. stuff. We should. <laughs> That is true. That's I didn't see a double stuff down there. That's true. If you were on a network television show, actually, that's a six-pack. 
Ooh. You yeah. got the six, but that half a dozen. That's sort of ironic that there'd be a six pack of Oreos. Yeah. That's what I have. If we're gonna have a six like pack a in here, it should be a Lone Star six pack. So Pat Lone McAfee flesh. is here in the flesh, uh, phoning in. Oh, uh, we also have in the flesh Greg Rosenthal of around. Yeah. Is he going to bring any of his around the league brethren with him? I think it might just be Greg. We could maybe circle up some of the gang, though. No, we don't. I mean, we don't have to. I mean, they have I'm their own throwing, show. They do have their own. I'm just throwing that out there, and then phoning in uh, John Hine. John Hine of the uh, Howard Stern Show. Howard Stern Show. show. Yep. We'll talk Oscars with him. Nice. A true detective season finale that's coming up. Oh I want to talk gosh. about that with him. I'm yep. excited about that. Me too. I caught up to date on True Detective oh, during well the combine. Nice. What I'm only on episode three. Oh, hurry oh, up, Law. Hurry up. I heard Do you watch awesome. True Detective? No, all my friends have told me oh. to watch it. Oh, that was, that was the Lone Star reference I just made about a six-pack. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's cool, huh? It's great. It's I really, saw the first episode Life where is there a was flat some circle. horse head on some girl. Deer antlers. antlers. Yeah. Deer antlers. It's yeah. a little slow. Are you sure you weren't watching it's The intense. Godfather or something like that? I mean, yeah. you might have you Sounds might have like mixed I was up your the wrong movie. You might have been on the stars. Uh, yeah, it certainly wasn't the family. AMC. No, wasn't the family version of that. No. So, uh, Pat, what are you doing here in town? You're part of the paparazzi this week. Yeah, here, huh? here, here I am working at NFL AM every morning. Yes. So, yes. Well, it's actually it's it's all morning. That's what the AM stands for. Yeah, I found and that out this morning during the show. Actually. It's all morning. <laughs> it's sort of a, what we call a play on words. Uh, the AM is for not only the fact that it's in the morning, yes, but it stands for NFL all morning. Yeah, so you got to get that. I learned down that path. today. During you did the show, during Who, the show. Did you learn it the hard way or no? Somebody was talking. It? Steve said it like three times. Steve, said, you're watching NFL all morning. I heard that. And I'm like. Wrong show. The wrong Steve. show, bro. <laughs> are you? I don't know where the hell I am, but I know you don't know where you are. <laughs> I thought I hear I'm at the AM. Yeah. I don't know if we got PM or not. Did you enjoy it? I had a good time. Are good you time. doing that all week? All week. Oh. Tuesday through Friday, it's a party. What's your what's your what what's your uh, alarm set at? What time are you waking up? Oh, this morning it was a twelve twenty alarm. Oh my lord. Ooh. Yeah. One AM call time. Why? Because I got meetings, Rich. I got meetings. I got pre <laughs> pre show meetings. <laughs> But you're okay. So you show up at one for yeah. a three a.m. kick. One fifteen for a three a.m. kick. Run uh-huh. through meeting. Right. Which I inputted zero. Zero. Absolutely zero. So you were not a factor in this rundown meeting. Nope. I got run over in that meeting. Okay. Who who runs the rundown meeting? The guy has a great name, and I'm sure I'll remember <laughs> it tomorrow. Okay. He's a really good guy. Okay. Really good people that work on that show. Yeah, I know. Third I know. shifters. We put we put uh, we put some of our best people on that. Good people. Well, they're sleep deprived people. I mean, this is four days for you. Can you imagine a year? Yeah. Year round. It's a, the the schedule's brutal. I haven't stopped since one a.m. I'm here. How many times did you snooze button? How many times you hit that? I don't hit the snooze button. What are you talking about? What do you mean? I heard a story once in college that Tiger Woods doesn't hit the snooze button. So okay. I said, "Well, I want to be Tiger Woods." So I started wearing red shirts on Sundays and yeah. stopped hitting the snooze button. And how's that? How's, how how has that been working out for you? I don't wear the red shirt anymore on Sundays. Well, you're wearing the blue shirt. Now. Well, that and I'm starting to get a little larger. Red draws attention. To me. <laughs> <laughs> but no snoozes for right. me. I get up. I get mm-hmm. up and get at it. So when did you get into town? You got into town Monday? No, Saturday. I was supposed to come in Monday, but okay. big storm. Right. In Midwest. Uh-huh. Polar vortex, Rich. I understand. So I came in on Saturday. My friend picked me up 2 a.m. And then uh, Hermosa Beach on Sunday. What a town. What a place. Good yes. town. They, Indeed. Sunday, Capital Fun Day. Well, it's also, you were here for Oscar Sunday. I was. Zero invites to anything. You had no invitations whatsoever. Not to a single thing. Where, so where did you watch the Oscars? Uh, by Where'd that you time, watch I it? think I was sleeping. I think we started Sunday Fun Day around 10 a.m., 
I was sleeping. And then you had it because you had a, a Sunday. What is what is what do you mean by Sunday fun day? What is what do you mean by it's that? It's when you get up and you win the day. That's what kids call it these days. Okay, Rich. and you win the. I, I had no idea. See, I have no idea anymore. I'm feeling older and older. You shouldn't. Each passing day. You're running five nine eights now. Pat, I mean, I understand that I I am like a fine wine in that department. Yep. But I mean, during the combine coverage, and we discussed this on the show last week too. Guys like Clowney reacting to what D Ford said about him. In yeah, a mat- you wanted him to be mad. I was watching that. I was you know what I mean? You talk about and that. And to me, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. And yeah. he said uh, he, that they, they said you know he said he's my boy that they're boys that they're but just. I think, I think. But I mean, you know what I mean. So I, I don't know if I'm from a. I'm, I feel like every day I'm from a different generation. I think Clowney didn't want to be a part of any drama at all. I think there's a lot of like questions around his name, mm-hmm. and I think he just didn't want to be a part of any drama. That's a good all. point. But I think deep, I think he deep down he wasn't happy about it because if you saw the interview he gave with. Uh, your guys, yeah. Like when he brought it up, he was like kind of wishy washy about it, but he kind of kept it cool. And I think it's because he doesn't want no drama. But every single pass rusher that you've come across in your day, yeah, don't they all have like this mean streak in them? Yeah, that, they hate that, quarterbacks. They, they do. They all hate quarterbacks. And Clowney may, but I mean, I'd want to see him wearing that on his sleeve. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. I, I I'm agree fine. with you, but the point he just brought up is a good one because he has a bad oh, he's right the, now. He's got the speeding tickets more, more and yeah, people questioning rap. work More blow-ups. But what's wrong with him saying, D Ford, you could stuff it. That's well, true. I, I think stuff it. You I know, think. yeah, we're, we're friends, but I'll tell you what. I know exactly what I'm doing out there. And uh, if you, you know, if I'm a blind dog in a meat market, well, I'm, I'm searching for the filet mignon, and, you know, I'm going to be the first blind dog ever drafted number one overall, and I'll see you sometime, D. On Friday night. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong. That's fine if I'm wrong. But I just feel that's what I mean by I feel old. I, I think I sound like that guy in the porch. Like, no, hey, I, you crazy laid-back kids. Tell you know? us about your walk uphill both ways to school. I, rem- I no remember shoes. when kids used to mess up my lawn. <laughs> Not like say, ah, oh, you know what? I don't care about your lawn. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. There are a lot of people, though, that are of my generation that act the way you want Clowney to act. Okay. But I do think Clowney was just trying to... Just do that? Just be as happy as possible. I I'm, mean, sure he, I'm sure he was told, too, not to... Yeah. Not Robert to Mathis. Perfect example. Robert Mathis. Yeah. He is... The epitome uh, of alpha male. He... he I mean, he... <laughs> he, he really is. Dance moves. Right? He really I mean, is. And he has a mean streak. Yeah, if somebody Correct. was to say that they were better than him or a better athlete or, or something like that, Robert Mathis would not have handled it as well as Clowney. <laughs> but he doesn't have to because he's already a made man, basically. Right. You know I mean, I think Clowney's just trying to save face as much as possible. And that's probably his people telling him that. Yeah, like that. I would just want to see. I don't know. That's wanna, what I mean by an old man. So you did not watch the Oscars at all? At all? I watched it a little bit. It was, okay. on, it was on a screen. But uh, I didn't and, hear it. I, I, I'm going to one of the stories that I wanted to tell in the open that I'll tell here, too, now that you're here as well, is uh, I watched the Oscars with my kids and they're five, three and six months old. Nice. Now, the six month old, she was checked out, tap, tapped out. Yeah, she tapped out uh, right around mm, right after right after best supporting actor. Okay, that's the first that's one. The- yeah, my six-month-old, my six-month-old saw so Jared six, Leto so win. Six o'clock out. Saw Jared Leto, then bath bottle adios. Right out, and uh, my oldest son and my youngest son. My youngest son was playing with cars. My oldest son was locked in because he saw Frozen. 
of course. Ah, oh, they were. That was and like their song, the first song. Yeah, an interest. Yeah, but N- not the first song. No, 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 sir. It was way not la- the first song. Way later. He oh. was locked in because he was. He wanted Frozen to win for because we explained to him what the Oscars was. It's right. the first time he's five years old. He understood. Explained to him this is like the Super Bowl of movies. He got that. What do you mean? He also got the the speeches. He liked speeches. God bless my son. Like How'd it. you okay. feel about speeches? Liked them? I did. I thought I, they were great. But I thought, you know, yes. I'm just trying to be my own hero 10 years from now. Right. And, but you yeah. already are. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're the McConaughey of this, you know. All right, this, all right, all right. You're the no McConaughey. No chance. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no chance. But the reason why I bring this up is is he waited for Let It Go. Of course. From Frozen. The uh, the famous uh, Adeli Dazim came up and sang this. Yeah. yeah. Butchered. Yeah. <laughs> The world famous Adela Dazim. We should explain, to and we'll Pat discuss that. We'll discuss that with John Heim later. This uh, is so over my. I don't no, know. No, Adela. the 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 uh, singer, the name. singer of 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 Frozen. Okay, is one of the greatest Broadway singing pr- performers of our generation. Okay, her name is Adina Menzel. All right, <laughs> and she was in Rent. She was in Wicked. Oh, and so great, great resume, dude. Right, the best, and one of the greatest singers there is, and she was and a smoke show. Okay, and she smoke. she was the princess in Frozen who sang this song, "Let It Go," and here she is going to perform. And my son had never seen her before. I mean, he was locked in waiting. He's got a thing for blondes too. And of the four best songs, they put it on last. Last, which was 11-something at night on the East Coast. Forget those kids. Waiting. My kid, he was passing out waiting (laughs) for Frozen. The thing is, I was watching with someone, and we said it like, wow, why would they put the the song with the the number one kids movie so late at night? You know what? And then you tweeted it out immediately after. And I'm like, you know, whichever Oscar producer that did this clearly doesn't have kids. But what they do is they wanted the families to stay up. Watching this and thing. Wait. Yes. They got you. So here's my son getting set, and he's like, he, he now already knows it's Adina Menzel. And my son, here's John Travolta, introduce the song, and he's all locked in. And you have, we have to play this. We have to play this. Find this. See if I can. Find, dude, what do you see if you can find it? It's everywhere. everywhere. John Travolta comes up. And reads the prompter. There's even a, a picture online of him backstage reading the script before he goes on the stage. Learning. Prepping. Right. And, and he botches. So bad. The <laughs> ever-loving crap out of her name. It is unbelievable her how name bad it was. Her name is Adina, I-D-I-N-A, Menzel. M-E, like, she's like, she's oh, like Adina like, football. Oh, she's she's Adina yeah, Broadway. Okay? Broadway. It's like Menzel. It's Menzel. M-E-N-Z-E-L. And he calls her Adela Dezim. Adela Solid. And my son is sort of like <laughs> Zen. I swear. He was, for a split second, he's looking around like, who? And she comes out and one of the best Crushes performers it. in Broadway. Although, she, her voice cracked at the end. She was a little in front. It you wasn't, American Idol judge? I don't know. It, was like, it wasn't her best. Easy, dog. And it has to be. Yeah. Has to be because think Travolta. about it. This is your greatest right. moment, and your name isn't even close to right. <laughs> what if? Okay, it happens all the time. To me. What if? What all if? Let's listen, Pat. Let's put it in some sort of perspective. Right. You're in the punt, pass, and kick. 
okay? The biggest moment of your young life, maybe, yeah. okay? Yep. And it's time, and you're ready. You're focused. You are going to punt the snot out of this football. Yep. I don't know if this is a, a proper analogy. You're going to punt the crap out of this football. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about it. You're focusing. You're positive visualizing your, the heck out of the moment. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, now here, punting the football in the biggest moment of his life is Jort McAfoy. By the way, so one of the greatest things about the internet, almost immediately there was a Travolta name generator. And so, so I, That's I, the first thing I did. I, I gonna, love people on the internet. I'm going to so dial bad. it up right now. So Pat McAfee. Would be what? How do you spell your last name, Pat? C-A-F-E-E. Okay. Pat McAfee a, a Travolta is name Paige McEasled. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. So this one I found. Paige McEasled. What's my name? Put in Rich Eisen. Uh, I would love to know. This is a great idea. Roger. This is great. Roger. Goodell. Rich Eisen, <laughs> Rich, Rich Eisen is Reese Edgens. <laughs> Reese I love the internet. Edgens. I love the internet. Reese Edgens. Chris Law is Uh-oh. Craig Loing. Craig Loing? Yeah. That's a great name. Wow. Dude. That is wow. stage name. Craig Loing. Craig Loing. We have, are we writing these down? I hope that we should. We name can go tags. back. Name tags. And Chris Brockman is Craig Brezent. <laughs> Brezent? <laughs> That's wonderful. All right. I have oh, the, uh, one last one. Put in Adina Menzel. Does it come up Adela Dezim? Because that would be fantastic. So I-D-I-N-A. I-D-I-N-A. M-E-N-Z-E-L. Yeah. What's what does that come up? It comes up a deal disease. Oh, that's genius. These people, whoever put this Good together. Website. All right, so here it is. Here it is. Listen um, to this. It Listen goes this. right into then a cut of him saying something from Saturday Night Fever because okay. whoever put this up. Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. So like, but he 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 accented Adele it right. I couldn't. I, I mean, what in the world was that? That's fantastic. At any rate, so uh, we watched the Oscars, and then my wife and I, we were fortunate to get an, an invitation to the Vanity Fair. Wow. Yeah, I saw Party. Scott Hansen uh, tweeting out. Well, that's the one of the things. I mean, you it, it, it for the Vanity Fair Oscars party. There are there are two types of parties in the world. I only know one. Type. There's the van- <laughs> there's Sunday the, Fun Day. <laughs> Sunday Fun Day. There are two par- parties in the world. There's the Vanity Fair post Oscars party. Over here, and then over here is every other party that's ever existed. There's there's no comparing them. Really? Oh my lord! It's awesome. You, it's it is a 360 degree visual paradise in every way, shape, or form. You can't. I mean, every five degree turn of the head, you see somebody who's for whom the word recognizable is an insult. Unbelievable. Looking around, my wife and I were name drop, to, name we saw right we saw, uh, name drop Sidney Poitier, Ooh. Leonardo DiCaprio, Leo the Wolf. Two words, Miranda Kerr. Oh, I saw her pre-interview. Holy yes, smokes! Wife and I, Paul Rudd was there. I saw the photo. It's one of my him, favorite uh, things. Holding Did up you drop? I go I go up to Paul Rudd and I before I don't even say hello to him. I'm like, dude, you were incredible in Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs> I mean, you were incredible. His response was, he goes, you know what? He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't drink. He goes, you know what? Uh, it might not look it from the movie, but we had a blast on the set. <laughs> 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 
Oh, my Lord. I mean, just incredible. And then looking around, meeting people, talking to people, out of the A-list constellation, out of the mosh pit of Hollywood, Kanye West. comes Scott Hansen. <laughs> yeah, that's Whoa. what I'm talking about. Of NFL Network Red Zone fame. That's what I'm talking with, about. With. And I'm like, dude, good to see you here. And he goes, "Yeah, look, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so and so's date, so and so, Tim Tebow, <laughs> and a boy but Scott. They're buddies. They're like, yeah, they're really tight. Over. They got like TMZ twice this week at some. Movie. They are really tight. Was he hosting they're, like a they're good friends. Red Zone show that I didn't know of? <laughs> yeah, the highlights. Let's, highlights? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go quad box here. <laughs> quad box. We got Matthew McConaughey at the bar. That's right, and Olivia Munn down there. Leo just ordered a Scott's shot of Scott. <laughs> Scott Hansen, yeah. So this he, he tweeted out a picture of me and my wife and him and Tim Tebow. Oh, that's awesome! That's Scott awesome. Hansen, unbelievable. The Vanity Fair party, unreal. And that and that thing, you know, we. Who did you wear, Rich? Uh, I wore my Zenia, um, my Zenia tux that fits me from two thousand and. Two thousand, two thousand wedding tux. Or I, wore, no, I think I wore. It, I think I wore it to the two thousand ESPYS. Yeah. Wow. Nice. That's so. You know impressive. why? Because every other suit that I had was here at the network, coming back from the Super Bowl and the Combine. That brown jacket look you rocked at the Combine. That was a solid little. That was a mirror, right? You're, you're, That's you're, my you're, Amir of Beverly Hills, the yeah. the famed designer of the Beverly Hills Hotel. Oh, yeah, look at this. I need photo. to buy shoes. You got a place around here? Good yeah, shoes? sure. I can get you a shoe place for you. Any good shoes? Like, Black shoes. Like real shoes. Like dress shoes. Dress shoes. For tomorrow morning. You mean for NFL AM? All morning. For all morning? Yeah. Will you wear the shoes all morning? <laughs> all morning. I'll wear them right in. I mean, of all the people at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Scott Hansen. Scotty He Hansen. was probably rocking the party, too, huh? He was great. Gla- you- Glazer was there with, uh, with Stray. Strahan uh-huh. was there. Yep. Did you invite McConaughey on the show? Did you- I did not run into him. Okay. I did not run into him. Uh, but who's he, the one person you saw that you're like, I want this person on the show. One, one that there? I, I talked to, uh, or talked to, or didn't even talk to one that you're like, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, God, he, he Bill Murray, awesome. whose sons watched the combine. He was, he saw part of the combine. Bill he Murray, saw you run. Bill Murray was straight out of what you would expect Bill Murray to be. <laughs> Bill Can Murray, just everywhere. Bill Murray was. He wasn't drinking, by the way. He was just partying, having a good time. And he comes up to, he comes up to, you know, we're, we're talking. He says that uh, his sons were watching the comedy. They, they're, they're nuts about the NFL Network. And then turns to Susie, and he, he goes, my wife. He turns to her. He goes, now listen, we're gonna need some people on the dance floor later. <laughs> and he goes, you got to get out there, and you got to go long, and you got to go strong. What, what was Susie's response? Pointing his, pointing his index finger the whole time. Absolutely. Like straight out of stripes. There, I mean, there's stories. Stra- I mean, straight. Yeah, some of the Bill Murray stories Some people call him incredible. like the most interesting man on, on yeah. uh, He on has to be. He yeah. just goes into a random bar and will go behind the bar and start bartending. Yeah. And walks like, into random college parties. Yeah. yeah. Just he'll grab people's french fries and be like, no one will ever believe you. And then walk, <laughs> walk away. And walk away. Yeah. How awesome is this that? This unsolicited said to my wife, we're going to need people on the dance floor later. <laughs> And you're going to have to get out there, and you're going to have to go long, and you have to go strong. Long and strong. 
in that way. <laughs> That's so good. Awesome. So good. <laughs> and then when we and, and we walks away, and I look at I look at my wife. I'm like, you got to tell your brother that tomorrow. You know, you got to call your brother. Oh. That's I mean, that's a winner. But I, I mean, getting him on this show would be oh, amazing. That would be exactly. Great. We got to work on that. It's probably very doable. I assume. Well, I mean, Rich, you got you clout, know, he's a huge sports fan. You got clout, Rich. Clout. I got to work it. Is that with a K or a C? There's a clout score. You know. Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Where did you guys watch the Oscars? Where did you? Guys I did go? it from the confines of my comfortable house. Okay, just watched just it. Just you and me and Chara watched it. You and Chara. Yeah. What about you, Brock? Well, and I we were live tweeting. I watched it with uh, NFL Network's own Michael Berger. Okay. And uh, we were doing. I did a like a running diary that's up on chrisbrockman.com right now. Very if you good. want to recap the Oscars and some jokes in there. Do you know who won the Oscar pool? Because you know every year the Oscar Sunday yeah. is on Combine Sunday. But this year, because of the Olympics closing ceremony happening on Combine Sunday, the uh, Oscars pushed the so awards a, a week. Right. So w- I'm never in Los Angeles right. for Oscars. And I'm always an indie for it. Normally, what we used to do is, you know, this was our, could you believe it? This was our 11th Combine wow. that we're covering. But it was my 10th being there. The first one we showed, we showed video of it. Bill Patrick, formerly of Sports Center, ESPN, was there with Mayock. Mayock, yeah. And then the next year is when they sent Total Access there, and that was the, my first year running the forty yard dash. And so this is my tenth one. So what we used to do was we're like, you know what, the Oscars are on. I said, let's get some people together. So it was me, Mike Connor, who used to work here, yep. uh, and a couple other folks, Mariucci. How about his speech at this year's? And well, hold on a minute. And and so we would all get together in the Shulas in the Weston. Nice. Okay. Good. Good and, spot. And we asked them, "Is there a, a television that you could, you know, provide us in a room?" And they they I think they took one out of the hotel and needed hotel so AV to hook it up. This was our first year doing it. Then, Rich. It was four by three. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that at the combine, and it was just eight of us. Then the next year, we got like 10 more people involved. Party. In, including, yeah, I think fair. it was the year, what was The Departed? When did uh, The Departed 06, win? I want to say. 06? Was, the, was that The Departed? Head, I'll look at it. Though, I think quick. it's 07. Uh, was it? Great movie. Because that was when this thing kicked into a whole different... 06, you're right. Well, 06, our second year. This is when we got more people where we had a little bit of a mini Oscar pool. And... Dick Vermeil was part of the party that night with Jim Morris Sr., who came on last week to give us his Oscar picks. He was seven of nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, loved, he missed on film. the foreign film, and he missed, as most of us did, on Best Original Screenplay. I didn't see her, uh, but that one instead of yeah. American Hustle. His speech was good. Spike Jones. Of course, speech was I mean, he's too. he's he's a genius. At any rate, we we had this party, and. Uh, Dick Vermeil was there, and when Scorsese finally won his first Oscar, Vermeil was moved to tears. <laughs> that which, serious? Which isn't taking much for Dick Is Vermeil. Is that serious? Dick Vermeil <laughs> cried. And we were all looking at each other because he was emotionally just thought like it's <laughs> I swear to you that happened. It? No, it was it was great. We were all, you know, several sheets in because it was the best picture moment, best director moment late that night. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Mariucci, who won the little mini pool, lifted up one of the cocktail lamps 
on the table, you know those little cocktail like a, lamps like that are like 18 inches tall, lifted it up and hoisted it in the air like a and gave so a good. little speech. And after that, I'm like, we have to do this every year. And now, last year, the Oscar get-together, how many people were there? I'd say 65 to 85. 100. Double, triple you digits. Think, you think over For 100? sure. Maybe there was. I well, I know because I was you were I'm a clerical guy. Yeah, that's right. I take all these sheets. I take it very seriously, but not like Scott Hansen, who sits there and he always has the tie-breaking question if there's ever a tiebreaker that's needed. Which there was two years ago. But Mariucci, he he guessed departed that year because he had seen one movie. <laughs> Mariucci sees yeah, one he's movie. He's got a guy too on the inside. He's got he has not a guy. He's got the a guy. next door neighbor. Okay. What's her name? I don't want to out her. Oh, okay. But she is locked in in this town and tells him which boxes to check. Like, Mariucci knows what's going to win for best documentary short. Right. He has no clue. Animated. He's so he, in. He good. wins again. Mariucci wins again. He got he got 16 of 18 correct. This year, he won, Steve won? He won yes. this year. Yes. He won again. So, three years ago, Mooch went to a trophy maker up in San Fran and got a legit Oscars trophy made where yes. all the names are now engraved of all the past winners. It goes out to the new winner each year. How many times is he on it? How many times is Three. He on it? I think yeah. it's his third time now. Yeah. And, he, and and they sent out, you know, this, but this time, last Sunday night, we just had a get-together period for, and at the, at the get-together, you, you got your ballots and needed to have it sent in by Friday. So... That's the way we handled it this year because there was no Oscar night, but we still had a get-together, a network get-together. It's sort of like a rap party in a way, yeah. too, because everybody thinks the season ends when the confetti drops down around here. No, no. It, it, the, it, the combine is sort of the end of our season in a way. And even then, some people went from Indianapolis, part of our group, to New York for the for first draft, draft yeah. meeting to get ready for our draft coverage. But Mariucci wins, and I just I, I can't believe it. That he wins. He Six, knows Rich, nothing. Rich is very competitive. He knows like, nothing. He's, he's mad about clowning. He gets mad at So, so the, the, the email is sent out. Uh, Mariucci wins, and I respond to all. There has to be like 60 people on this email. I respond to all. I'm like, what a rip job. Cheated. Mariucci thinks Dallas Buyers Club is Jerry Jones on a free agency spree. <laughs> <laughs> the person who won is whoever told Mariucci which boxes to check. Fix job. I send that out. Mariucci. Mariucci does not respond. Two other people's respond. Apparently, Steve didn't see the email. So I'm going to read to you the email exchange I had with Mariucci this very week. Okay? Because he is off he, his rocker. He's a pretty awesome dude, huh? Oh, he's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he gave he's, a speech at this year's Oscars in front of 70 people. Restaurant people are watching, and he's yelling at the top of his lungs, a motivational speech to everyone in the group for how good everyone's done. LT and Akbar yell, victory Monday, coach. Like, you know, let's not go to work tomorrow. Yeah. It's Monday of the combine. Everyone has to go. Then he brings everyone in for a celebratory high five, and he goes, who's got it better than we do? And everyone goes, it, it was awesome. And then, he, and then he breaks it up by saying, I'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> he's like, so here's his response. Okay? Because I wrote, I wrote back whatever, and he writes back, Mooch's acceptance speech. He typed this in on his iPhone. Because <laughs> the bottom words are sent from my, sent iPhone. From my iPhone. Okay. Mooch's acceptance speech. Quote, I would like to thank the Academy, the runners-up, and all those who supported me through this difficult process. My wife for standing by my side, for all my loyal fans, and oh, my neighbor, 
and he mentions her name, who happens to be go to many of these movies because I'm too busy doing the coaches podcast. <laughs> I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would win this distinguished award for the third time, exclamation points, four of them. I will proudly display the trophy alongside of me during my next several mooch cams, meaning that's how he appears on the show on this network over the next two months. I'm so with four O's emotional. Love you all, Coach Mooch. <laughs> He's the best. He's awesome. And then there's an emo- a, a, a smiley iPhone. emoticon. <laughs> so he really. This is, is how awesome. Mariucci spent yeah. part of his Monday. Wow. Yeah, he took time sending me this. Yeah, he took time to type that up. So good. He beat you. He beat you all though. He did. Yeah. Like well, a, I, like the proverbial rented mule, Pat. He did. All right. So let's get let's go on with you. What is going on with you? What's going on? Let's, let's talk about this car you rolled up in today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good one. Good I, one. I get a phone call from security a little early. About he, He's 20 minutes early, on time, astute early. Uh, they're like, hey, do you guys have any guests coming in for the podcast? And I'm like, yeah, but not in, not for another 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. like, well, Red Corvette's rolling up. Wow. And uh, it looks like it might be someone for you. I was like, perfect. From Hertz. <laughs> so I see from, him in the- By the way, NFL Network rented this yeah. for you? Oh, yeah. I see him in the green room, and wow. I ask, I ask him the question. 2013, like bright candy apple red, co- convertible Corvette. Convertible Corvette. Top down? Don't know how to put the top down, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to the story of how this comes about. <laughs> the Hertz. The Hertz rental office. Yeah. I was told to go there to get my car because you guys got my car. Yeah. It's awesome. I walk in. It was a midsize rental, and uh, it's a kiosk, like a webcam. You talk to a lady, so you don't have to wait in line. You just have to wait at this kiosk for the next available person. It's like a, a Skype. You like Skype with her. Okay. So she's got one of these on. you got to pick up a telephone and talk to her. And her name's Debbie, and she comes in and goes, hello, what is your name? And I said, that is a beautiful accent. This is awesome what we're doing right here, you know? And she starts giggling, right? And I'm like, "Uh, I've never done this before. I feel like we're building a relationship. Uh And she goes, we got you in for a midsize vehicle, probably a Ford Taurus, but for you, a red convertible Corvette just opened up. Let's get you in that. And I said, yeah, let's do that. And she's like, I said, am I going to have to pay the difference? Because I'm not paying for this. She's like, I'll push the numbers around. Don't worry about it. So I got a red Corvette convertible. I don't even know how to turn the damn thing off the first day I had it. It's like a push button. Were you cruising around Hermosa in that thing? Oh, heard that, boss. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't turn it off. So I parked it in front of my friend's apartment, locked for two hours with it on. <laughs> I had to Google how to turn it off. You gotta push the button a couple of times. I didn't but yeah, I got a red Corvette and I I sit like oh, this high off Lord. the freaking ground. I feel like I'm in an Indy car. It's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> NFL. NFL Network got me a red Corvette. Pretty yeah. awesome. We got to get a photo actually, of it. We'll tweet it out. Let's be honest. We were going to put you in a Ford Taurus. Ford to start. Taurus, yeah. And, and just your smooth talking. Old Debbie. To who, Debbie from where? Like uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle? I don't know what that <laughs> accent what, was. What, what was that? I don't know what mm. Debbie's Travolta name is. <laughs> <laughs> put, in Debbie, last put in Debbie Hertz. Yeah, yeah put in Hertz. Debbie Hertz. By the way, I did, put, I did put in Roger Goodell in case you wondering. What is it? Roger Goodell is Rhiannon Gadbrooks. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's Rhiannon Gadbrooks. The, the commissioner. commissioner the commissioner. Wait, put in, put in National Football League. All right. This is what you need to call the league one time. Yeah, this is the, exactly. Put in National Football League. This is an incredible. Yeah, this is device. the first thing that popped up when I searched Travolta too. Okay. National Football League is Nikita Fartster. Okay, so the commissioner of the Nikita Fartster Rhiannon. is Rhiannon Gadbrooks. Gadbrooks. <laughs> wow. 
That's legit. Ladies and gentlemen. What's uh, Debbie Hertz, though? Let's get her yeah. Let's get her one little plug. <laughs> she was a hero. That girl's a hero. I couldn't even fit my clothes By the way, the... this show is just finding new loads. Off the rails. Last week. Debbie Hertz is Donnie Hurt. <laughs> Donnie Hurt's a good person. By the way, this could go on for hours. Oh, we this... could just sit here and do names all day. Wow. It's legit. I forget what mine is. We got to write these down. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back and listen. We'll... I think you're a Reggie something. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> John oh Travolta my gosh! Really so awful with names. Uh, I mean, guy. that was not even close. I mean, that wasn't even the, even in the proper the accent, area code. Even with the, uh, but look yeah. at what it's provided us with. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so much the best thing. So much entertainment. What is going on with you? You're a free agent. Are you a free agent? March 11th, free agency. And you yeah. were franchise tagged last year. Yep. Yeah, I was. So are you being a hard ass negotiations? Is that what's happening here? I'm probably? not a hard ass rich. I know this. Just that. a guy that's out here looking for a fair, fair compensation. Who can't turn off his rental car. I that he smooth talked his way into. God, I did. Okay. You should have seen me walking out with the people that were in the kiosk next to me. Mm-hmm. They like walked by the Corvette and they said, "Oh, that could be ours." <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're like, "Excuse me, could you talk my way into a BMW?" Yeah, they, that <laughs> could be ours. And I like unlocked it. And it that's beat. right. They said, "That's yours." So I guess so, buddy. Have a good one. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So you're you're a free agent, and yeah. what are, are you? Are you? Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? Do you I have any know. idea? I don't know. There's some. There's been uh, conversation. There's been back and forth. Yeah, there's been some conversation. Nothing like serious. I don't think yet. So we'll see what happens. Okay. You said something interesting. Um, it might have been when you were on at combine. Uh, you said you let, let let the agents handle all of it. You don't even want to know because whenever you see Grigson or one of the guys in the hallway, yeah, you, you kind of don't want to know. And you last have... year, I got a, I got a lot more information than I wanted. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's agent... why. That, that's hey, listen. Bottom line is, you kick your way into a job. Exactly. You kick your way into wherever you want to go, yeah. wherever you think you can go, and agents handle the business part of it. But other than that, I mean, that's what agents in my certainly in my business too. Um, it's like pawn it's, stars. It's, it's it's they they hear <laughs> stuff that you they, that you just don't want to hear. It, you know what I mean? It's like pawn stars. Then what what is what is uh? Have you ever seen pawn stars? I, I most certainly have not. No. Well, I, just, <laughs> I told you. This, this, brings, this, brings it this brings it full circle. This brings it full circle. I'm an older man. He didn't know what man. Sunday Fun Day was. Whew, I didn't really know either until Sunday. I found out. <laughs> Hermosa style. Golly, so what, what a is, town! Hermosa. What is your Pawn Stars analogy? What is it? All right, so Pawn Stars is a show. I know. I know what it is. I just never seen it. All right. Well, these guys own this company, and they just rip everybody off that comes in. So, but somebody will bring something in. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I want to sell you this Oreo thing because mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my house yeah and they go oh nice oreo thing and then they look at it mm-hmm. and they examine every single piece of the oreo they're mm-hmm. like i ah, see this little mark right here yeah half price off now because we can't sell this right this it's is not mid condition yeah it's going to sit on the shelf for three months mm-hmm. so they offer like a quarter of the price but they just tear down the thing that it is and i was the item you were the you were the my bro- agent was bringing it in and they were like Chumley and the other people on the other side of the thing. And uh, is that a Bloodsport reference? No, Chumley is a guy on oh, Bond Chun Chumley and Bloodsport. Yeah, my fault. Yeah, sorry. Bloodsport's that one where that guy does splits and stuff. Yeah, it's Van Damme at his finest. Yeah, Jean Claude. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Rich. You I, just I, took I, you I, off the rails. I mean, but anyways, I don't even know what's happening. Anymore. But anyways, should we bring Colin Hanks in? All I know is that this nickname? is a podcast where, as somebody tweeted out last week, three grown men saying the word "diddly poop." <laughs> That yeah. was last week. That's what a podcast is, though. That's what it? it should be for. But my agent told me too much about what Chumley said about me, and okay. I started holding a grudge. I got you like, can't have bitter. that. I got bitter. You took it out on Trendon Holiday, essentially. That's right. 
That's right. You all, unloaded. All those negotiations. Just on a unloaded. Five foot six guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you roll. Man. Like I said, I, that don't don't try me. Right. Because every five foot six guy out here is going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. No, I got lucky there, but um, yeah, I I was told too much last year. So this year, I said, listen, don't tell me anything they say about right. me. As a person, as anything, right? Just let me know whenever we're going to sign a good one. What do you make of the uh, the the PAT? I think it's pretty cool being under attack. The point after attempt being under attack. I like the move back to the twenty five yard line. The forty two yard one corner. By the way, forty three. What? Well, well, what do you mean? It's seventeen plus twenty five, isn't it? No, it's eighteen. It's eighteen. Yeah, it's eight because it's ten yards for the end zone right. and eight yards for the snap. And but you used to eight always, now. You used to always be yeah, seven. Always be seven, seven in college. Oh, you NFL guys want to yard in the NFL. I don't know. I didn't know that. Because it depends on who the. No, kid, no, nope, nope. But then again, I always thought pregnancy lasted nine months until my wife became pregnant, and it's really ten months. What? File, file that one away, guys. <laughs> so is it fourteen <laughs> yards still for the punt, or is Mine's it like sixteen? Blown. It's uh, I stand at fourteen and a half. Some Pat McAfee stands wherever the hell he wants to stand. If there was one game I lined up. You almost, took a, you almost took a direct snap on a punt once, right? You just go under center yeah. and just just boot it from there. I got there. a good cadence. Do you have do you have control in that situation? Are you allowed to like hot fire to a if a I ever if get a, if I ever get a long term contract, I'll have that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's year to year right now, bro. That's true. No, so you you, you think it's fine? Forty two yard, forty three yard extra point. You I think like it's that? cool. I think it's a little bit more showtime for kickers. You know, like they're going to look a lot better. Right, and then but what about getting rid of it in a period? See, that's that's the part I don't like. So I would much rather have the forty three yard. What's the big deal of getting rid of it? What's the big deal? I mean, it's an it, extra play uh, for a lot of guys and for kickers. That's like their job is to score points. I know, but it's just it's 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 automatic, right? It's ninety nine percent happening. That's right, and I think the forty three yard line one will be pretty high percentages. I'll be above ninety. You think so? Right in the middle of the field. Right. Yeah. Huh. I mean, that's going to be above ninety two, but so you I, have a problem with the complete abolishing of the extra point? Well, yeah. Just as as a specialist, I think I kind of have to take that but stand. yeah no but you're they're not out uh, abolishing punting or field goals i mean did, so just even swinging the leg for three extra points that helps get you ready for a field goal that would help somebody get ready for a field goal well i'm sure vinatieri wouldn't be at 2000 points if there was no extra points yeah he'd be at like 1900 i don't think so no he's got i mean that's there's 87 touchdowns in a season mm-hmm. sometimes i mean he, that, you're right he'd be at half you know what i mean so that's those are big points there and mm-hmm. you always look at the leading scores for kickers, the guys that end up in the Pro Bowl, are yeah, usually yeah. with really good offenses because they score a lot from extra points. Okay. This yeah. is this is, this is is food in people's mouths is what you're saying. Yeah, this is a job here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be touch, uh, tough to get that scoring record. if, if Not you, that it's if not all about records, but it's going to be tough for guys no, to I keep understand. doing their thing, you know? I understand. Like Vinatieri, that guy is just – Well, he's a, he's a free agent too. Right? Yeah, he is. Both Who isn't guys? on the Colts? I know. You sent me a list ton. of free agents. It we seems have a like... bunch. We got a lot of money up, but then we got a lot of free agents too. How good is Luck? He's How good a is stud, he? man. He is so good. He's just like uh, he's so cool. He's so intelligent. And he's so athletic. It's just a very odd mixture for a starting quarterback. Yeah, I know. I mean, this year, where you look at the quarterbacks that could be first overall, I'm not sold on any all of the three. And Luck, what he has done in the first two years of his job, yeah, that's a first overall quarterback. Well, that's right? the, you can't, it's that's gonna, the guy. It's going to be tough to compare anybody to Andrew Luck in his first couple. Or of years. Russell. I mean, Russell just won it. And well, Russell came into a really good, good situation, situation, and yeah. I think he's a great quarterback. Yeah, but Andrew came into a completely demolished team with a brand new offensive coordinator, brand new everything, 
new center. Nobody was even around. And the things that he did his rookie year should not be – like if you're going to compare people to Andrew Luck, that's like comparing your girlfriend to Tom Brady's girlfriend all the time or Tom Brady's wife all the time. That's mm-hmm. going to be tough to do. Yeah. What if your girlfriend is Miranda Kerr? <laughs> I got the ref flag when I – Is she still her. married to Orlando Bloom? No, they're, 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 they're no longer together. Oh, hello, Chris. <laughs> I'm in. Go yeah, knock she, on some doors. She did look like she was flying solo that night, bro. Well, I didn't get my invite from you guys, Rich. No, so I, I barely Hansen got the, I ba- yeah, That's right. <laughs> that's who Scott Hanson was Next with. year, you want to go to the Vanity Fair party. Well, I, I tweeted out. Hit up Scott Hanson. I tweeted out hoping maybe Kevin Spacey would respond to me. But This but, guy snuck his way into an SB party with uh, your boy Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. Yeah, no. <laughs> Doesn't he look like the, the, the missing Hasselbeck? Doesn't yeah, he look you like you do look like you're a part of the family? Doesn't I he? love Hasselbeck. By he's the way. one of my fa- he's one of my favorite people. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. Wonderful human. He is a wonderful human being. That's what he is. He's, he's a wonderful human. It's a perfect way to put it cuz he is he's a total human being. I'm trying yeah. to figure out who Miranda Kerr is. Do you, <laughs> are you googling right now? She's a former yeah. Victoria's Secret model. Goodness gracious. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda Kerr strips nude. Yeah, that's where I got the ref flag, I think, for that one. What, your the wife ref, did? The referee no, I just I searched oh, her oh, earlier. Here. Oh, oh, the, uh, the firewall, the NFL Network yeah, firewall. Yeah, the NFL Network firewall. Where is she uh, from? Pat's using the 3G. The yeah. referee right pops up, right? He's 4G. Oh, I'm Corvette. sorry. You're 4G. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just going to drive around town with the top down in this thing, or as what? As soon as I figure out how the hell to work that top, I'm going to do You that. have to. I mean, shoot, you're out of the polar vortex. You're in a convertible. you got to rock it. Well, my bedtime's here in like an hour. I was about to say, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little chilly when you're coming on the way to work here at like a quarter after 12. No traffic, though. Quarter after mid. Oh, you'll be here in five minutes. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm staying in. So they got staying. you over in Marina, right? Is that no, where? No, I'm no? staying in Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. That's Beverly fine. Hills. Were you crashing at somebody's house? I was Saturday and Sunday in Hermosa. Uh, my two friends right. from college. Oh, okay. some Morgantown. You guys were definitely having a good time then. Yeah, we, we got some Morgantown boys yeah, out here. You can go ahead and capitalize F-U-N and have fun day. <laughs> we had a good time, boss. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And you're enjoying the NFL AM stuff? I am. I had a lot of fun this morning. That's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I mean... Whenever I was a kid and we used to play pickup football on the streets, every touchdown ended with a mile high salute. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I was on with TD. TD, right? It's like one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. Yeah, it's great. I was like, man. That's Terrell Davis. You. I know. And he's such a he's such a nice guy. Good, do, great teeth. He's a good dude. He does. He's got great teeth. <laughs> do you pay attention to like Ray Guy getting into the Hall of Fame? And does that mean a lot to you as a specialist? Or is it one of those where, I think you know. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a big justification type thing for uh, – our position. There's a lot of positionists out there. A lot of, yeah. a lot of positionists. Position. I like it. A lot of positionism. Rich here is spearheading the movement to stop the positionism. Two which, years running, which we really appreciate. Two years of the two year anniversary is coming up, in, and that's uh, what Brian I was going to say drafting. earlier. You know, Damashek kind of outfitted this room with the sixty sixes and everything. Why can't we need to get some punter uh, photos up in this place? You know what? Uh, listen, where I do my work is with my platform. Okay. <laughs> That's how I do my work with the punter stuff. Yeah. I use my platform, yeah. whatever it may be, yep. to get the word out that punters are people too, okay? Mm-hmm. Anytime, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the national championship game this year, national championship game this year, Florida State was doing its thing. Then Auburn punter. pinned them on the one. Balled out, yeah. Game changed from there. They didn't win eventually. But what I'm just saying is you guys are factors. Field position is a big deal, especially if you have Monster. a good defensive team. If you have a good defensive team, field position is And you guys huge. are just getting bigger and better. What, the kid from Miami. Yeah, he benched 27 what, reps, it, right? Or 23? Yeah. Pat, Pat, o, Pat O'Connell? 
right? Is that Donald? Pat O'Donnell. Pat O'Donnell. Pat O'Donnell. That's right. Pat O'Donnell. Yeah, he was a monster. He ran a four six forty. Yeah. He ran a four six forty. It's like Mormon. Mormon's nat was an athlete too back in the day. He was a fast guy for the Bills. He was. I'm sure he'd say he in this day too. He is. Yeah, he still is. Well, listen. That's why I'm glad you're rocking the t-shirt. Yeah, I wore it for Wearing you. Wearing it proud, loud I'm and proud. I'm all about free t-shirts. I mean, <laughs> I got this thing from Goodwill, this denim thing. I got this from you. Yep. And, and what about shorts, the shorts? I think I had to buy them. I got big thighs. And you definitely need <laughs> shoes. I mean, you're rocking the Converse All-Stars with no socks, which is what a Southern Californian does, so attaboy out of you. Yeah, bro. But you can't, you can't rock those on uh, all morning, on NFL all morning. You can't do that. No, I need black shoes. Like, uh, well, if you're staying in Beverly Hills, there's, there's, you can't, you can just move, you can't shake a stick more than 10, 10 feet before hitting a shoe store. But those are clean. And you're franchised. And you're those fra- are clean. You can go those with a suit. These almost. are leather. You were franchise tagged last no, year, so you can, you can afford the shoes that on Rodeo <laughs> Drive. You're gonna, and you might be franchise tagged. I tag. had to buy three suits okay. last week for this NFL all morning thing because I only owned one suit before this. Okay. Court suit. All right. Court suit. <laughs> Court suit. That's all I had. So I had to buy new suits. Mm-hmm. So and you look good today. Thanks. You know what you should do? You could do is you could wear the same suit. You just change up the shirt and tie combination. It looks like a new suit. Now, although as you know, Dion does. Dion does. Dion wears one suit and it, he says it kills the suit for three years. Do you know that? If you wear it once. If you wear it once, and he says he will not wear it for an entire three-year period. That's because he got baseball money. And football. Money. That's exactly what Marshall Fox said. That's what he's doing. That's right. You can't and, hide that money. And, and 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 I mean, I have seen he has brought in a suit for Sunday's show, in the um, in the bag from the dry cleaner, and he opens the dr- bag up and he takes out a receipt in the pocket. And he shows it was three years ago that he had a dry clean. I mean, that's it's a, incredible. incredible. It's a different world. What was his rap song he had? Must be the must money. Be the must money. be the money. Makes sense. That's your. That's well. Pat McAfee is going to. Or what? What's his name again? Give me his name one more time as I sign him off. At Pat McAfee Show, yeah. right? Is your is your Twitter address? Yeah. You enjoy the you you and you're you're a media star in uh, in Indianapolis, which is great. Yeah, this is my first time on national TV. Really, this is great. So people, you mean you mean Paige McEasled? Paige McEasled, um, yeah. uh, of of NFL Network. Thank you for coming on. Hey, I thanks for having me that. into your little man cave here. <laughs> this is Damashek's man cave. We're just <laughs> renting it. Good to see you, Pat. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Canada. Yeah, that's uh, well, it's Mario that's Lemieux. Yeah. I know who the that's, hell he's it a is. Pittsburgh guy. He's sixty six. Yeah. He's sixty six. Oh, so th- this is why they call it Studio sixty six. You got he, uh, over there. You got Warren Sapp upside, upside down. down for his ninety nine. Ah, uh, you see how Damashek rolls. I do. I just make t shirts. That's what I do. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. And I, the, you go to Vanity Fair. Let's be honest. No, 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 no. You Scott Hanson goes. Yeah, I know. Tim That's Tebow. About, Scott about to say, if you want your invitation, go to Scott Hanson because if he's with Tim Tebow, Tim's Tim can call up Vanity Fair and say I'm plus four, and they're like, okay. In me, I'm like I'm bringing my wife, and I'd love to bring uh, my two stunads uh, who I do my podcast <laughs> with. I have a good Tebow. You know story. what their answers to that? You would have be? a good Tebow story. Hold on. Can you repeat it? Hold on. With a, yeah, like how you said plus four. It's really yeah. quick. Sure. So, so college football award show down in Florida. Yeah. When I met Ray Guy and he gave the award to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll hold that grudge for a later date. But uh, we were told you're allowed to bring one person with you mm-hmm. and they can't come to any uh, like events, but they can come, you know, like they can. They can be with you. But they can't come like back to the, like, the eating thing and there's like a certain place they could come. Sure. Tim Tebow rolls in plus 14 mm-hmm. circle of humans around him. There you go. At all times. So we're like. Me, you know, Sean Marino, Colt McCoy, just 
big time guys. Mm-hmm. Not me, but these no, guys. No, no, sure, of course. Sitting at this table, and then Tebow has his own section at the College Football Awards show. There you go. It was absolutely wonderful. Well, he was just plus one, and it was Scott Hansen. <laughs> well, add it to my to-do list for 2014, become Mike, friends with Tim Tebow. I mean, at one point, he I'm goes seriously. Everywhere. Yeah, there's, he goes everywhere. There's Charlize Theron. There's Bradley Cooper, oh. who is who I, I came very close to going up to and apologizing to, but he was involved <laughs> no way to too apologize. much in the Yes, I have to apologize. And... Um, and then Scott Hansen. That's the way it happened. Hollywood's oh, A-list, Rich. <laughs> and Red Zone's A-list. All together. Thanks, Pat. No problem. That's Take Pat care. McAfee. How does that Red Zone make money, by the way? Um, I don't know, but it's, it's a tiered. It's a tiered channel, so some oh, households get yeah. for free. Oh, oh, some that, pay five You mean in that regard? Month. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> so, advertising. Yeah, it's, oh, it's huge. It's huge. It's laying. It's it, it's laying laying eggs made of unobtainium. Oh, you like that? Reference. You like that? Really? See, I'm not that old. Really? Because there's never any commercials on it. Did I make up for not knowing Pawn Stars with that reference? Or or Sunday Funday. Sunday Funday, you should. I should know that. Dude, my Sundays (laughs) uh, after I'm not here on, uh, when when I'm off my Sundays, they're very, very This is tying the record. We we broke the record for bleeps. This is tying the record for longest goodbye. This is is what we call a Jewish goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. This is an eight well, minute goodbye. This is a Jewish goodbye. Opposite of the Irish goodbye, where Pat would have just left. Pat would have just left. Yeah, yeah, ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without, without. without wait, what happened goodbye. to Pat? Where'd he go? Did you guys ever sing on the show or no? Uh, why? Rich rapped one time for Ice T. Yeah, Ice T was on the show. Yes, in this seat. No, in last the- last guest to be on the show in that seat was Bruce Dern. Oh, cool. Oscar nominated Bruce Dern. Yeah. Podcast didn't bump him up to uh, Oscar winner. He didn't win. We tried. I think I saw that other Bruce on the uh, 405 today. What's his face? Willis? Not That's a good Bruce. Did you see Nakatomi Plaza while you were out here? That, is that Bruce? I don't know. <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the real Nakatomi Plaza is on Avenue of the Stars in Central right City. over by your hotel. Oh, that's where I'm staying. Yeah, yeah. Look the up, Avenue just, of the Stars. Just look up at, or look down and, uh, and look for uh, Sergeant Al. Powell in I'm a black look, and white vehicle. I'm looking down at everybody this week. Atta I'm boy. in a Corvette and I'm on the Avenue. <laughs> Pat McAfee here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. <laughs> See you guys. The one and only Pat McAfee. I mean, that was incredible. Was there an actual interview in there? I don't think so. <laughs> it was like one after another after another. Ten minutes. We have to cut it off. We have to cut it off. That was, that was the longest podcast goodbye ever. That was. It was a, we would call it a Jewish goodbye. Yeah. Greg Rosenthal would know all about that. Uh, joining us now from around the league. The, do you want to introduce the, him as his Travolta name? Uh, yes. Uh, mm. So why don't you do that? From from around the from hold on, I'll set it up and then you say the name. Okay, great. Uh, from uh, the around the league, which has a very popular podcast uh, here at the NFL Media Group. Also follow all of the posts on NFL dot com. Also uh, on Twitter, it's a must have. Uh, the man who. Was the essentially the the face and voice and the head of around the league? Please welcome to the Rich Eisen podcast, Guy Rodriguez. Mm. Guy Rodriguez, everybody. <laughs> good to see you, Greg. An honor. Good to be good to be with you. Oh no, you bet. Well, I mean, we're a week away as you and I are sitting here from from the new league year happening, and the I I, I still can't really put my finger on what the major story is i mean is it is it jimmy graham you know the grievance i mean fans really can't wrap their arms around a grievance uh what what is the major story that you think we're going to be talking about come 4 p.m eastern uh, a week from today on march 11th yeah, right. the, the names at the top of the free agent list mm-hmm. aren't that exciting people are more interested in talking about the jim harbaugh drama yeah I guess the so. Is there, is there, is there, I mean, is there smoke 
there's smoke there. Is there a fire there in San Francisco? Oh, yeah. There's a fire. I think this is going to be one of those Bill Parcells in New England type of stories that has different iterations throughout the year where you just think of November, December when some of these college jobs start opening and now we really start hearing Harbaugh attached to these names or maybe NFL jobs opening. They could button it up by signing a, a new contract, but I don't think anyone expects that. Yeah, but, but uh, with Parcells in New England, it was a new owner and he wanted to run the show. Harbaugh says he doesn't want to run the show. And, and you know, being a general manager and a coach is – I think that the days of that are over. The day, I think Holmgren and how – wound up in Seattle, I think that that's the end of it. Any coach that basically wants to be, I not only choose the players, but I choose the roster, I choose who's drafted, and I coach them on Sunday. I think that those days are over, though, Greg. Am I wrong? No, I don't think that's wrong, but there's so many reports about the friction between the general manager and Harbaugh, and they came out very strongly and made sure to downplay the trade talks with the Browns. They haven't come out strongly to downplay this friction. And you hear these things like they see Trent Baalke as a guy who could be a lifer there 20, 25 years. And I don't think there's a feeling that Jim Harbaugh could be that type of guy, that maybe he's going to be the next Parcells, that he goes to places. He makes a lot of changes. Maybe wins football games, wins a lot of football games fixes a, an organization that was the laughing stock of the league for a decade, but then maybe he goes on his way. There was some talk at Stanford, I think. They were ready for him to go on his way. But how can you send Jim Har? I mean, I guess we I had the know. same. It's it, You're right in, a, in the same way that it's a Mad Lib. The narrative is similar, but, but if you, you fill in the blanks, the proper name is Bill Parcells for the 90s and aughts. And now here we are. In this decade, and Jim Harbaugh is that name that you put in there. But if you get two first-round picks in exchange for a coach, wouldn't you? But here's the thing with that story. I've heard many iterations of this story. I've read many iterations of this story. We all know where the first iteration of this story came from because it led to a very interesting Twitter moment (laughs) that that involved our Ian Rappaport and the uh, top dog of the San Francisco organization. That's the only iteration of this story that I have seen that compensation was hammered out, right. fully agreed to, and Harbaugh pulled the ripcord on it by saying he didn't want to go, or some form of ripcord was pulled. Was there really, I mean, everything hammered out that San Francisco and Cleveland agreed to compensation? It was done, except for a last-minute change. No, I think the truth is somewhere between that and what Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns, said, which was there was an opportunity. And there might have been conversations between the agent... J- David Dunn. Right, and the Browns, and there might have been some whoever, conversation... Whoever used to be in the Browns organization. Right, but I don't think that there was any deal ever worked out. And the deals that I've heard were laughable. It was never going to happen and why would Jim Harbaugh want to go to the Browns anyways? I mean, that's the key thing is he didn't want to go there. But I do think it's going to be a topic all year. That, uh, that's one of them. There are good free agent names. There, there's a lot of people that will make big impacts. But you asked what people are talking about. That's what people are talking about. I know people about. are talking about, but that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. It's not going to go away because clearly, clearly, I mean, how many, how many years does Jim have left on his deal? Two, Two. right? Right. So there is no reason 
for the 49ers, certainly if they are wondering if he is a long-term guy, for them, you know, and personally I think he's a great coach. I'm biased. I'm a Michigan guy. He was my first Michigan quarterback. I've been a fan of Jim Harbaugh's for a very long time, but I don't have to work with him, and I don't have to manage him from a management point of view. So that's why I'm just saying this. It just seems to me, you know, in this day and age, with two years left on a contract, you don't re-sign coaches. You have to wait till the final year, and they have one year to see how this all plays out before having to deal with this issue. So this is not going to go anywhere. This is going to this is going to be talked about from now. And Harbaugh tried to bur- bury the bury this story with uh, Sports Illustrated, right? Just on Tuesday. This is not going to go anywhere, Greg, right? No, and a source told the San Francisco Chronicle, they said, we've thrived on chaos and tension the last few years. And I'm thinking, I didn't know there was so much chaos and tension within that organization the last few years. This is all coming out when they're winning. What's going to happen if they start losing some games? I don't think they're going to, though. They're so deep. They're so good. They're so good. And... um. I don't think they're going to lose. I think they're going to go on another run. They're going to have the NFC West is going to be epic again. It's going to be the most epic division again. Certainly, if the Rams can go ahead and add some pieces that we expect them to add, Cardinals and the Cardinals, you know, if if Arians can avoid the usual one step back before the two step forward, um, after the one step forward, if he can avoid that, it's going to be another epic year. Well, they're talking right. about signing Kaepernick to right. a new contract that could take up $18, 20000000 million of the cap. They have some veterans there. They're going to start having to make some of the tougher decisions that teams like the Broncos make when you have so much allotted to one guy on the salary cap. And Kaepernick, I think it's worth discussing even if he's, gonna, if he's worth that money. Well, and, and th- you, you, th- that's why Seattle has a chance to be good for the immediate future as well because Russell Wilson isn't up. But one thing that I find very interesting is Russell Wilson is in a Texas Rangers uniform, fielding grounders in Arizona. And I'm just wondering if that's not a business mm. maneuver right now. Machiavellian I, for I Russell know. Wilson. I, 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 if I'm Russell, you know, I'm like, sure, it's a dream come true. And that's what he should say. And it may just be. And it may just be. Maybe I'm just a cynical man in a cynical world. But, but we know if he, I'm if I'm his agent, I'm like you. Absolutely, go to spring training. And I mean, he left North Carolina State because the coach that came in wouldn't let him play baseball. That's why he went to Wisconsin so he could continue to play baseball. And he, he loves does, it, and he, he does care it. about baseball. I know, he said never not, say I, never. Please do not. Oh take yeah, yeah, this no, in I'm any not way, saying, shape, or form. I think it's a I business not move too. Though, I agree, hundred But there is definitely a business aspect yeah. to. I've just won the Super Bowl, and you know what I'm going to do. I'm I'm going to Disney World or I'm going to Disneyland, sure. Uh, even though circuit. even though Malcolm Smith, I'll go on the talk show circuit. But I'm also going to Texas Rangers spring training. Yep. I'm going to Texas Rangers spring training, and if I'm the Rangers, I'm like, come on, Russell. <laughs> With the CBA, he's not missing workouts either. Well, when they asked him if he could ever see playing baseball, he said, "Never say never." He didn't. He didn't shoot it down. He he said it's always been a dream of his. Maybe it's not something at this part of his career. He said, "Never say never." I was. That's do you baseball think he's gonna, money is hard to pass? Do up. you think he's going to get in his spring training game? Do you yeah. think he'll get yes, in one? I think so. You think he will face live pitching in his spring training game? Michael Jordan. Yes. Garth Brooks has faced spring training. No, I understand that, but Garth Brooks, if 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 a ball hits him in the hand, he just cancels a couple concert dates. <laughs> That's true. You know, I mean, 
that's it. I mean, would he be going through this if he didn't expect or want to see spring training? Am I pitching? making too much of this, Greg? For right now, probably. I don't think he's going to get into any games. That's not the plan. I think it's something to watch for the future. It's interesting that he wouldn't rule it out. For now, I think it's just a fun little thing and maybe something to think about. Okay. So what are the names What are the names that we're, we're looking at right now, free agency? I mean, the best players aren't the biggest names. The best players are so give me names. Jairus Bird and Eugene Monroe. And, I mean, Michael Johnson is a guy that people don't know a lot about, but he could be the highest paid player. He jumped out of the building at the Combine years ago. What was that, four years ago? Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And he, he's a versatile guy. Lamar Houston, I think, is going to get a lot of money. Um, Jared Valdir, Brandon Albert. The positions that are deep are pass rushers, defensive ends, defensive tackles, and then cornerbacks. There's a lot of cornerbacks. Tlaib is out there. Rodgers, Cromarty, Alteron Werner, who just made a Pro Bowl. Maybe Darrell Revis. If- yeah, what's going on there? What's going on there? I think... People, maybe his agents, want to make it seem like he could be available in a trade. For what purpose? Maybe Lovey the— Lovey system? You, that, you think that's a good fit almost. I don't know. I, 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 the initial reaction anytime anybody has—I've said to people, well, he plays cover two, and that's not what, you know, that's not what Revis does. They all laugh. They're like, don't worry, Lovey will find a spot for yeah. how, to, how to set him up to be successful. I mean, but he makes a ton— money he makes four million dollars more than any other cornerback in the league and if he's Darrell Revis from a few years ago he's worth it I mean think people already forget this isn't just the best cornerback in the league this is a guy playing at maybe the highest level of any cornerback in the last 20 years or so he was at that sort of level so he's worth it if he came back from his torn ACL and he's already a pro bowler if he's better this next year he's worth that money but if he's not then Maybe you think about asking him plus, to take a pay cut. That's not going to happen. The Bucks have that Jersey money, that New Jersey money yeah, coming. Whatever. Yeah, that, but oh that doesn't count gosh, for the cap. But they're, they're a gajillion dollars under the cap, aren't they? Don't yeah, they, they have a ton of money. So Why would they make that? Let's see if he can see if he can play. Let Lovey Smith have a potential all-world player, and and I, I don't understand what, why why that. And I, I mean, I don't understand how rumors start to begin with around here. But um, that's it. That's people that want more money you know, start rumors. Yeah, but if he wants more, th- I don't if know. he wants more, if this is a money play out of him, then the Jets are sitting like red hour back with their <laughs> right. hands behind their heads, smoking a cigar, cackling. That and 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 if he's still on the roster by the draft or by or is it by the league year? What when he'll, is that? When he'll is still that be on the league. In? Yeah, he'll the, still the, be the, on the team. It's a difference between a third and a fourth rounder for the Jets, right? In this year's, if he's not on the team, it's a fourth. If he's on the team, it's a three. I think there's very little chance he's not on the team. I, I, I didn't that one when I saw that I didn't really buy that one, you know, in that regard. So you're basically saying, you know, because nobody name me the last team that that won a championship because of the moves they made in free agency. Name me one. I think the Seahawks moves last year were a good example of how to do it. With find Bennett, the guys, Averill, right? Find the guys. Sorry, go ahead. At the second tier of free agency that are a little cheaper, undervalued for whatever reason. There's a lot of really interesting names like that this year. Hakeem Nix is coming off a down year. A few years ago, we thought he's the guy who's getting the money in New York, not Victor Cruz. You can find another Victor Cruz. But Hakeem Nix, he could be a top five receiver. Now he's kind of forgotten. He's not going to get as much money as Eric Decker, I don't think. Henry Melton is a guy, if he was out there on the free agent market last year, he would have been the number one free agent. People thought he was the best 
pass rushing defensive tackle sure. in the league. He's coming off an injury, an off-field incident. Jermichael Finley is a guy people now expect to play this next year. And I, I don't know if the Packers want to bring him back. He's a guy you signed maybe to a one-year deal with incentives. B.J. Raji is a teammate of his. Another guy maybe not coming into free agency at the best time. But if you can get young guys like that that have shown at some point already in their career that they can be mm-hmm. a top-level player, I think that's how you hit free agency. Who's, Go for the undervalued guys. Who's going to Who's going to? And certainly in this copycat league, after what they saw, what Seattle did, who, who's going to get Decker? Where's he going to go? Do you think? I've heard Detroit could be possible, which seems crazy to tie up even more money in a wide receiver. Indianapolis makes some sense. Uh, the Jets are certainly looking for a wide receiver. Yeah, but who's going to throw him the football? Yeah, and, and with is Detroit. Vic, is Vic going to really wind up with the Jets? Why would the Jets go ahead? That would be awesome. And do Well, you're speaking as a Patriot fan. <laughs> <laughs> why would that? Why not? What do you mean, why not? You just spent a whole year with Geno Smith at quarterback. So play him again, hopefully. Damn he's straight, you out. play him again. Damn straight, Sanchez you play him again. Did he you show don't just you go, anything? You don't just go, it doesn't matter if he's shown me anything. You've got to keep going. He's still he's still 16 games into his career, and you're going to go stop now and throw him in a competition with Michael Vick, which Vick would probably win, and then start for only as long as he could stay upright and then you're behind an offensive right. line that clearly right. needs revamping. The ground-and-pound Jets need a little bit revamping up front, and that makes no sense to me. You need a plan B if Geno Smith – comes out in September and you're sitting at one and four and he looks like he hasn't made any progress. To do I think what? To do what? To go win a Super Bowl? Rex Ryan's trying to win games this year. He's year to year at this point. And, I, and maybe that's a bit of an issue that the general manager and the coach is always going to have that the coach is thinking short term, not long term. But I think the biggest mistakes, Rich, mm-hmm. that are made on quarterbacks are making the same mistake and sticking with the guy over and over. Okay, let's make let's wait till year three of JP Lossman and Christian Ponder and all these guys that people have patience with, and you'd better have an answer or else the next guy is gonna inherit these problems. Why not have another option? They have a pretty good defense. I don't know. I, I just think you've spent 16 games. You, you've just got to keep pushing the pedal to the metal on him unless it's a total unmitigated turnover machine disaster. And then is Michael Vick the guy that you turn to? I don't know. What, what, about, what about Josh McCown? That's an interesting one because he really performed well. Now, it may be a system that he performed well in, but why not Josh McCown? Why can't he be like a Gannon-type guy? who later in his career becomes a big-time winner in the National Football League. Why not him is that possibility? Kind of like the late career Kurt Warner, without the early success. The, but he, right. he, gets, he gets the quarterback guru. I think he's going to get a spot like the Jets or a team that's looking for a veteran to compete and be a solid number two. I don't Why think not he's Minnesota? Gonna, yeah. Why not Minnesota Tampa going Bay, take maybe. him in the division? Why not him? But why, Tampa, why do they need a quarterback? Glennon looked 
Glennon wasn't their problem last year. Why do we have he to be so sensitive with the quarterbacks? Why not yeah. have a couple? Have a couple options. That's what Seattle did. They just kept throwing at the dartboard. Hey, let's get Tavares. Let's get Charlie Whitehurst. Let's get Russell Wilson. Let's get Matt Flynn until you hit one that you know is a home run. Until And until you do that. Because most coaches, though, can't. I mean, most coaches wouldn't have played Russell Wilson. Most would have been, right. we have to play Flynn because of the money. We but the reason in. why, because quarterbacks is you can't just swap them out because of what they mean leadership-wise, what they mean face-of-franchise-wise, what they mean in terms of they have the football every snap. You can't just say, okay, yeah, we need – we. you can't have enough defensive ends, true. You can't have enough cornerbacks, true. You can't have too many quarterbacks. You can. And, and if Glennon – Glennon is not the reason why they pooped the bed last year. I don't think I, – I don't remember the games where, you know what, if Glennon only made a play, they would have won. Or, you know what, if Glennon didn't throw that late-game pick, they would have won. I, I I saw most of those games, and I thought he – I liked him. Yeah. It's a new coach. It's a new system, so they always want to have their guys. The good thing for Glennon and Geno Smith is none of the free agent quarterback quarterbacks are going to change the thinking. I mean, Matt Castle is a 1B. McCown's a 1B. Josh Freeman, there's a guy that's hitting free agency a year too late. I mean, he's not going to get any money. And then Vic. And those are really the four best guys. Well, what about last one? When does Sanchez come into that's the true. fray here? Soon when does enough. Mark Sanchez come into the fray? When do the Jets finally go ahead and do the obvious, which is go and cut cut his bait? When does that happen? Is that maybe, a June 1st situation? Maybe by it? the time people hear this. I mean, it should be a matter of – hours or days. days right? I mean, there's no reason why he should be on their the roster. Next week, every team needs to get under the cap. They need to have their top 51 guys under the cap. That's why teams like Pittsburgh, I think they're going to have to make some big cuts. Lamar Woodley might be gone. Well, certainly with Worlds signing that tra- transition tag for a gajillion dollars, right? Right. He signed today. That's $9.5 million. Man. For for half a season, can now I that's get, a good can time. Can I get transition tagged to go? Why not? To, to see. Did you he, see? Did you see? Uh, did you see Hutchinson's tweet on Monday? No. He, what was it? At Poison Pill seventy yeah, six yeah. tweets out. What's a transition tag? <laughs> <laughs> it was the tweet of the week. Oh. Hutch. Hutch is the best. Yeah, I know. So when did so Sant? I mean, don't sleep on him. Sanchez. Why not? I will sleep on him. I don't know, man. I'm not waking up. I thought it was just a bad situation. I don't think he's ruined. I think he's I got. I personally he think he goes he's somewhere. Years I, I don't know, man. Oh, sure, he's still, he's still. What is he? 27. He could be David Carr, right? He's younger than that. Oh, sure, but that uh, you're talking about a higher ceiling than that. I am talking a higher ceiling than that. I am. Put him in a right spot. You shaking your head? The last, the last two years. He's he fu- regressed. He he regressed. It was a terrible situation. Terrible situation. He didn't and and New York may not be the right spot for him when it's all said and done. Show me the quarterback that went on to have a career as a above average starter that ever had two years like Mark Sanchez just had. I don't know. With that big of a decline. I don't think he was ever Above average to begin with. He was in a nice situation. I, I guess so. And he made a handful of throws in big spots, and he deserves credit for that. But people think of him as some you know, really talented guy because he was the number five pick in the draft. He's not really that guy. Well, all I know is the Jets were, were two games away from a Super Bowl uh, over a two-year span. 
But that wasn't because of him. Uh, it, it, you still have a quarter. You still have to have a quarterback who performs in certain ways. Yeah. And and all of that said, the reason why I say this about Sanchez, and you know, I'm 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 a New Yorker, so I've seen it all. I watched every one of them. In the eleven now seasons that I've done this job, you never say never. In this league, right? More than any other league, you never say never. And that's why free agency is of such interest because who knows which of those guys that's on your list that's sitting right there is going to be so impactful. Nobody did if I told you last year when uh when when Seattle signed Michael Bennett that that is going to be a difference maker in the postseason more than any other free agency acquisition. Am, am I wrong? Name me another free agency acquisition from last year that was as impactful in January of this year. The only other right? ones are Seahawks. Yeah. Cliff Averill. Right. And then you can even go back to when they signed Chris Clemens a number of years ago right. who, who washed out in Oakland and Philadelphia. That's how you win free agency. It's not by signing LeGarrette Blunt. Or Julian Edelman coming off surprisingly big seasons, or even Akib Talib, it's getting Talib and Blunt last year before the curve. The the one year five million dollar contract, the one year two million dollar contract. Uh, who am I thanking again? Do you have that? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I wrote, them all, wrote them, all them all down. I wrote them all down. Uh, so so uh, much appreciated for being on this podcast. The uh, the man who uh, who is behind the curtain. And in front of the curtain for Around the League. Thank you for coming on the Rich Eisen podcast to... Guy Rodriguez. Guy Rodriguez. Guy, Rod- Guy, that's a great... Can we, I think Rodriguez. it's Guy. I think it's Guy. Is it Guy? We going, we Guy going Rodriguez? French? Guy, Guy Rodriguez. I like Guy better. Uh, NFL.com slash free agency. Is yeah, backslash uh, free agency. We can... got the top 101. We got... It ranked by position, sliced and diced anyway. Greg's very handy, too. He was very uh, I get emotional. Excited. With, uh, Greg Rosenthal, hands. you're a good man, and what you have uh, built here at this network and this, uh, this media group is um, beyond valuable. Thank you, Rich. It, I appreciate it. Is, it is. It's great reads. It's great information. And uh, the people that you've uh, amassed here uh, under the Around the League label and on the podcast that you have, is, it's uh, second to none. So Thanks, Rich. It's awesome. Ple- pleasure having you on. I look forward to uh, Guy, Guy uh, Rodriguez. Guy Rodriguez. Here on the Rich. <laughs> here on the What's the name of this podcast? Uh, you are Reese Edgens. Here on the Reese Edgens podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, let's uh, revisit the issue of the Oscars and all uh, items pop culture. Back on the Rich Eisen podcast, you enjoy him on the Howard Stern Show and also on the Howard Stern Channel on Sirius Radio. Uh, also the founder of Jump the Shark. And uh, a good Michigan man, just like myself, if I may say so. Back, <laughs> welcome back to the Rich Eisen Podcast, John Hine. How are you, John? Uh, go blue, Rich. Always a pleasure talking. Go to you. blue to you too. How good a coach is Beeline, by the way? Uh, uh-huh. Look, when they lost McGarry, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a long year, and they're going to win the Big Ten outright. Well, no, no, don't say that just yet. You punched the clown, as they would say. Don't. We're not there yet. We're so hey, close. I, I, I know, I know that it could tie, but even the tie is an outright win for me this year because I expected a lot less. I know, but it's incredible. My, a buddy of mine, uh, uh, who I, I've known since grade school, who went to Michigan with me, uh, he texted me. You know, we we've been to four national championship games and uh, seen so much, but we still have never seen an outright Big Ten basketball championship. I believe the wow. last time they did it was like the early 80s or the 70s. When was the last time they did it, John? Long know? time ago. It it's was coming. And, and that last game I watched, you know, the last one they pulled out against Minnesota, 
they had the 89 class, my senior year, the 89 class out there. That's it, right, it me too. It to my eye. That's right. And I still think Glenn Rice could make, you know, 20 of 21 three-pointers to this day. Yeah. I, I love that team, and uh, really special, really Gl- special. Glenn Rice, who, uh, who not only shot the lights out at the Great Alaskan Shootout, but uh, with, uh, with, with Sarah Palin. As well at that very right. at the, that Great Alaska shoot. Oh, she was the sports reporter. Yeah, for... apparently uh, that's uh, one of the rumors. Apparently, Glenn Rice. Oh was yeah, yeah, the dropping more than rumors. threes. Yeah. <laughs> well, your guy uh, Robinson, the big dog's son, beat Purdue about, in, in Purdue. Purdue. I know that was awesome. Wasn't that? I was so great. Uh, I I watched. I picked. I, I picked Xander up so high, and nearly his head nearly hit the ceiling. <laughs> the poor little kid. Um, so it, clearly, uh, based on all the Oscar buzz. John, the uh, the biggest winner of this eighty uh, sixth Academy Award was uh, Adela Dazeem. Uh, would you would you agree with that assessment? You know, John Travolta is always entertaining us, whether he's dancing, whether he's singing, or whether he's trying to read something off a prompter at the Oscars. Uh, last season, I believe he referred to Anne Hathaway film as Les Misérables, and uh, this year he didn't disappoint. And poor Idina Menzel, I know she's getting. A ton of attention now because of the mistake, but there's 43 million people watching, and she's a star, but not a star star. And I don't know how that doesn't throw you. And and of course she's it's got to. And, and they did take home the Oscar, so it all worked out for everybody in the end. Did you? Uh, we have apparently there's uh, Rockman. You, there's a website. There's a website. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the internet's amazing. So someone made a Travolta name generator. And so I don't know if you've gone to do this, John, for yourself, but I was doing it for all of our guests today and for us. So your name is Jan Hiskasis. You're Jan Hiskasis, according to this Travolta name generator. Of the the New York Hiskasis. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, and and you're uh, you're currently phoning into the Reese Edgens podcast. Ah. Uh, that is produced by Chris Loing, Craig Loing, <laughs> Craig, Craig Loing, come Craig on, Loing. and and Craig Brazent, or or you Brazent, Brazent? Would you go Brazent? I think or, I would. Where, go, where's the accent on that? I think I would do one? it on the Z. Okay, Brazent. And uh, did you did you? Where's the one for uh, for Roger Goodell? Where's that one? Oh Can yeah, you get that one. Yeah, we gotta we gotta work that one out. Yeah. Um, but the Oscars in general, though, did you did you enjoy? I thought Ellen DeGeneres knocked it out of the park. I thought she was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, first of all, hosting the Oscars is a thankless job because everyone's looking to knock you, you know, to pan you. They're expecting you to fail. And Ellen, you know, I thought she, I thought she did a good job managing the game. How about that? <laughs> she, got a, she, she was a good game manager. I think the monologue was pretty good. I don't think Liza appreciated that joke. No, <laughs> gosh, no. But she amazing. recovered well. The uh, probably the best use of product placement I've ever seen, creating that uh, photo to retweet. That was just brilliant. Well, it was I, retweeted I over a million. Three, oh, three now. It well, crashed Twitter. A million in correct? an hour and crashed Twitter. It crashed Twitter. Uh, it's cur- you know, it's currently at. I'll tell you. Go ahead. John. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say whatever Samsung paid in advertisements that night, they got more than their money's worth with that tweet. So, so good for them. And. I didn't think there were a lot of surprises, and I listened to your guest, Mr. Morris Sr., and he, he pegged all the big six, you know? It was really, really incredible that uh, he got all the big categories going in. I mean, wow. He, he did. Guy. He did. He, there were no diddly-poos in his pick right there, to say the <laughs> least. But the surprise, I guess, you know, if there was one, was, was it, I guess there really wasn't one in the fact that 
I know Gravity took home all of the technical awards, it essentially. It was a chalk Oscars, almost. And, and, and Yeah, it was a chalk Oscars in that regard. But it's interesting how it's been a while. When was the last movie that took them all, that took all the technical ones and then the best picture? Did Avatar? A- Ava- was that Avatar? Did Avatar take picks? Avatar, Avatar, Avatar didn't, didn't win best did not picture. Win didn't even win best but picture. James Cameron won best director, correct? I don't it know. Might have been, it might have been uh, Return of the King, Lord of the yeah, Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. That's King. what I was going to say. Um, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. You know, like that. 12 Years a Slave took best picture and then best adapted screenplay. Right. And took best supporting actress. But Gravity took every technical award, including director. I mean, every you single know? thing that had to do with editing or sound, anything that had, that, that had to do with putting something up on the screen did you guys visually see that? did you guys to... see that in 3d and imax because i didn't i, I did it last week and to me i didn't understand why it won everything oh. but everyone that saw it in oh. 3d or imax well, I, said I, yeah it deserved I, it I, I mean chris gravity gave you a lesson in movie making when you walked in and you saw what they did the first half hour of that movie on a big screen you're looking at that in shot i mean literally shock and awe it was incredible I, incredible and it's funny, Rich. It won everything in movie making, but Best Picture. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Twelve Years a Slave. Here's what I I kind of blew this in my Oscar pool. I had Twelve Years a Slave as Best Picture before seeing it. I saw it two days before the Oscars, and I was like, man, that was so good, so moving, such you know a uh, such an important film. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then I start. I'm filling up my ballot. I'm playing Gravity, 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 Gravity. Director, it's going to be Gravity. And I went with my gut, and I threw gravity down for best picture, and I was completely wrong. I just went with really my. I just went with. Me. I just went with what I saw this year, and I did see gravity, and I thought it was an experience. Right. But best picture, I don't think it was. Agreed. The best picture of the year was split in my mind between Twelve Years a Slave and Dallas Buyers Club. Those were the two best films that I saw, and then right underneath that was American Hustle, Captain Phillips. Um, gravity. I would even. I don't even know if I'd throw gravity in into that. Gravity group. wasn't a great movie. Like we said, it was a cinematic experience. I thought, I thought yes, it was a great movie. But that's maybe the film geek in me pushing a little too hard. I do still take issue though with the more than five best picture nominees. And I think a lot of great films this year. Don't get me wrong, but I think the Academy can do a little bit harder work and knock it down to five for us. Mm-hmm. Well, they want to. What they want to do is they want to throw films in there that might be more of a, uh, a broad pop culture aspect. Although this year, certainly, I don't think Philomena fit that bill, you know, uh, or her Nebraska. That well, yeah. Who I do think you the drop? reason why I, no, I'm not drop. I, I wouldn't drop that, but that's the reason why they threw it out, open a ten. That may be something that's not. That's of of uh, the a more obscure. No, uh, not less obscure. That's more oh, broad. Mean. I thought they should have thrown Frozen in there. I know that Frozen? Frozen's a part of an animated film, but Frozen to me was one of the best movies I saw all year. You got three kids. Clearly said by a man who's got three young. Kids. No, I know that. No, I've, I, I took my two young. To, I, I but I was truly blown away by it, and it had nothing no, to that, do with. That's a, I love that. I mean, my my daughters are all teenagers now, but when you went to the movies with them to watch an animated film. And you enjoyed it as much as, as they did. I did. You know you've got the home run. It's like Toy Story. It. I yeah. did. I really did. I thought that was one of the best movies I saw all year. But I know that they have a category. And one day we will see an animated picture thrown in to the actual best film category. 
Well, if you remember back in the day, Beauty and the Beast got nominated for Best Picture. It lost, but it did get nominated for Best Picture. But that might have been before they had a, a category for animated films. Was it, uh, yeah, Toy Story was you know, nominated. That, that, yeah, I mean, they, they may have... Yeah, the animated the film before. is less than ten years it's, old. Yeah, it's not. It's not it's something that goes back to you know when it was the thirtieth Academy. Were Awards. you surprised, John, that Wolf of Wall Street and American Hustle got shut out? You know, I wasn't, and I'll tell you why. I, I love both movies. American Hustle, I thought, was really good, but I also thought Scorsese could have done American Hustle a little bit better than David O. Russell did. It seemed like almost, you know, I was watching a Scorsese movie with all the great acting and the great feel and certainly the great-looking women in it, but I didn't think it was as good as some of the other films. Um, with Wolf of Wall Street, I thought it was maybe uh, 20 minutes, half an hour too long. Remember, if you're watching, the, if you're going to the theater to see that movie, you're sitting through a good 20 minutes of previews and then a three and a half. I mean, you're at the you enter by day, you leave at night. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And although I think Scorsese is a brilliant, brilliant filmmaker, and DiCaprio and Jonah Hill and Margot Robbie certainly delivered the goods. When you stack it up against what they were up against, I think they got what they deserved, which was not they didn't get to take home any gold this year. I thought McConaughey deserved it. Do you? McConaughey. This is the year of McConaughey. It is, okay? isn't it? I loved him in Wolf of Wall Street and that small part that he had. He was great. In Dallas Buyers Club, look, he, I mean, he had a disease. He lost a ton of weight. He did everything you need to do to win Best Actor on top of the performance. And then, I know we're talk, not talking TV yet. No, let's do it. Go ahead. Let's, oh, let's, let's transition. Detective. Let's oh. transition. Oh, true detective. Give me McConaughey and Woody Harrelson in a room for an hour, and I'm happy. That's all I need. Those two are so good in that show. And yes, it's dark, but it is dark. Powerful, it's so good. powerful stuff. Dark. It's it's a cave. Uh, and it's a room. It's here's what it is. It's a vault inside a room inside a cave, and there's no light switch. That's how dark that show is. Oh, well, it was as dark as McConaughey's uh, storage trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm only on episode three. So. That's fine. I'm sorry, that, 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 okay. that doesn't right. give anything. Doesn't away, give anything away. No There was no spoiler there. But McConaughey, I mean. A lot of guys thought, you know, he's kind of a joke and just, you know, having a good time and doing his thing. He's deservedly getting his due, both of the Academy. And he's going to win an Emmy next year. And There's he no question. Incredible acting performance. I think, you know, him, both he and Woody Harrelson would both be nominated, but McConaughey in in what what do they call his 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 lines in the uh, what, what, for the scenes? McConaughey. McConaughey yeah. in, in the scenes with the. Uh, with the two the, detectives, uh, yes, in the 2012, right? The yeah. 2012 uh, Rust Cole, oh. they're calling them McConologues. But what do you <laughs> think works about True Detective, John? What do you think is is what a lot of executives might be looking at? Is it the star power that makes it work? That if it were two unknown actors in this, it wouldn't be nearly as powerful and as popular on HBO? I think it's part of it. I think definitely independent of Dallas Buyers Club, like McConaughey is, is owning the screen similar to Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. I'll get to that in a second. But I love the way they're telling the story. I love how they've jumped through the different time periods. And I'm not going to give anything away, but, you know, and, and they pull it off. And you measure where you are. They never put up the year. You look at Woody Harrelson's hair, and you know where you are in time. Right. I like that. And I love the dual storytelling of what they're saying isn't necessarily what happened. They and don't how dumb it down for the audience. It's just brilliant storytelling. I don't know if you've seen, Law, the episode yet where McConaughey goes back to Texas 
into his no, world. Haven't that, got there yet. Into his world that event. I don't think episode two or three revealed that he came from, yeah. where he was a former uh, informant. They have they have said he was they've given some of that story, but they haven't taken us there. Yeah. Yet. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. he, he Kirk, eventually. Well, you're about to get to the part where it gets really, really good. Well, yeah. the, the, and that's all. I'll the say. scenes where he he goes back into like this drug though, world. Right? He, he goes back into this drug world in Texas. Mm. For I won't explain to you why he does it, but he does. Okay. And the final scene of that episode, uh. if, if I'm not mistaken, there was an, an it could have been a 90 second to two minute no. long shot. It was it was, was the entire it was scene? five minutes. Was it really five minutes yeah, long it was a five of minute, an uninterrupted shot. shot? It was a one shot five minute. The director Fukugama said it was one take. To it's, refer to my University of Michigan film class, it was a touch of evil. Yes, touch of evil. Yeah, there's a little Orson and, Welles uh, for you there. It, it just, it, it's just, it, but it hits up the storytelling, the acting. Oh my lord! I mean, it's, it's really. Hey, I would have put it up for an Oscar if it was, if it was on the. Big and screen. it's one of those, you know, watch. as you know, it's it can be plotting, it can be slow moving. Of course. And McConaughey himself, I saw a Rolling Stone interview that was uh, that just was just put posted. out just now. Yep talking about how he even thought that he was playing Cole a little too close to the vest, unemotional, that there was so it was so dead inside. Because yeah. he goes back and watches him every Sunday night, he said. Yeah, that, and he, he was concerned as he was doing it, that fully knowing that the 2012 Rust Cole will have a little bit more meat on the bones emotionally than how he was playing the 95 Rust Cole and the 02 Rust Cole. That he was even questioning his, his, his own interpretation of the role huh. while doing it and those shows sometimes never kick into another gear Correct. and i can't watch them anymore true detective from this that episode i'm telling you about kicked into another gear and i i was blown away that was one of those where you you turn off your hbo go uh and and soak in what you just took in that was really you great. Got, you got that Breaking Bad feeling. Let's yes. put it that way. I agree with you. So two two takeaways from the episodes I've just watched. Uh, one, just minor things, but the scene where McConaughey is walking back to the car and Woody Harrelson's like, he's, he curses about how slow McConaughey is walking. <laughs> just like a subtle little line like that to me is so good. And then I think that um, his daughters, Woody Harrelson's daughters, the two kids, they're solid little acting when they're in the boat and just their lines with the yeah. fish like the wife's great obviously but the acting is well, just the kids unreal. are gonna grow up oh uh, okay so i'm in for something <laughs> i'm in for something all right one of them's gonna grow up real fast we'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah, one of them's gonna grow up real fast hey rich i mean i gotta say you know i know it says the year of mcconaughey but uh Mr. 5.98, congratulations. Hey, thank you, uh, sir. Well done, my friend. Well done. Thanks, John. You know, I mean, um, as I said before, I only know one speed, and you also can't teach what beats inside. Um, <laughs> well, and... I heard you guys also debating, you know, whether or not you've hit a certain moment, and that's a phrase that I can It is your sure. Yes, indeed. So uh, let's see. I w did you guys come to a final conclusion? We on haven't. This? Do you listen, want to go out on top, or what's the plan? Well, here's the thing, John. Is I, I don't have to decide now. Um, it's something that I have several months to ponder, and I don't know. But yes, uh, your your phrase is something that I am deathly afraid of. I do not want. I do not want anything to 
I don't want anybody to look at that and say, I don't care, or boy, this is no longer funny. And I was concerned to be to use even more of your uh, your brilliant uh, theories, uh, John. Please do. Uh, putting Chris Law in the preamble, <laughs> uh, I thought he might be the Ted McGinley of this thing. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. And, and I got really nervous about that. But I, I, I think we, we overcame it. We overcame. I it. think I think you have your own patron saint right there. Uh, <laughs> it's like McGinley on Mad Men. He can't ruin that show. Uh, uh, McGinley can ruin anything. <laughs> <laughs> what are you What are you more concerned about, Rich? It jumping the shark or mm. injury? Personal injury. Well, injuries obviously. You can recover can, from. Uh, no? You know that's true. <laughs> you can jumping recover from injury. Yes. You can't recover so, from jumping yeah, the shark. Yeah, right? there's no there's no arthroscopic surgery when you jump I mean, the shark. Defonz is doing reverse mortgage loans right. right now or something. It's, it's pretty. Well, uh, no, isn't, aren't they doing a show? Aren't they doing a show about uh, a, like a, a growing up um, Winkler? Winklers. Isn't that coming? Oh. Yeah, the Winklers. Is that like there's Hogan show, Knows Best? Uh, there's a show where they, Henry and his wife, I'm not sure if it's real, is it real life life or not, play the parents. I think Max's son is directing yeah. it. And it's going to be a network show this fall. I think. Can we get Winkler on, though? I would love to. He's a fan of He's a fan of football. I've met him before. He's he's more college than pros, though. Okay. He's locked nice into USC. Guy in Hollywood. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, he oh, was. Nice he's our, he's Arthur Fonzarelli, though. Let's let's focus uh, briefly before I let you go. Hit hit me up on House of Cards. I'm only two episodes in. Oh, rich. Yeah, because Sue. Well, Sue's uh, my wife was just finishing up Breaking Bad. Okay. So I had to wait till we binge viewed this thing. Now, and, Rich, Rich, you're two in on season one or two in on season two? Two in on season two. Okay. So I saw okay. the season one reveal that was quite a shock. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think the first episode of season two really sets you up for how the full season is going to be. It's uh, it's a good one, and again, drawing a, an analogy to McConaughey. I mean, Spacey just—he's one of those guys. The second he's on camera, you're just glued and locked in, and they keep him as the focus, the entire focus. For most of, if not the entire series, and he he just owned it. He owned it at the Oscars when he came up and threw out that one quick line. He did. I mean, he is so Francis funny. Underwood, and and he it's well worth uh, delving into. And I love the binge viewing. If you don't want to do it, you can watch it every week. You know, you can pace yourself. But if you just get down and get into it, you can blow through that series in about two days yep. and really, really uh, enjoy it. i got to tell very, you, very it's, it's serious willpower to pace it out because as soon as one's over and then you look at the bottom right of your screen and it starts ticking down, it's going to start in 10 seconds. I mean, they're basically begging you to – they're daring you. They're daring you to <laughs> pace are. it out. They're daring you. It's so hard yeah. to press the pause and, and call it a night or go on to something else. I know. and But there, it's interesting, though. Binge viewing, you can't watch certain shows binge viewing because of the there's a certain re- repetitive uh, cadence to a show. You step away and where it just doesn't work binge viewing. Like for instance, I got to tell you, I I just because I heard so many great things about it, and um, you know I'm wondering what's so popular about it because it's not usually the type of show I watch. Scandal, starring okay. um, Mrs. Awesomewa. Who, oh, by God. the way, I also met for the first time at this uh, at the Vanity Fair party. Did she party. finally get a piece of pizza? And she she did finally get a piece okay, of pizza. Good. And she watched. She you know because of she's married to Nam the Awesome Watch. She's locked in on NFL Network. Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington, Kerry Washington yeah. knows a lot about what we do. Her appearance. And uh, I would love that, but you know she's a little busy. So I watched Scandal though, and there's a repetitive aspect to it. 
where it, it basically is, uh, it, it's it works, but there's a cadence to the language, and there's uh, like the show always starts with um, a montage to set up the 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 non full uh, season arc storyline, just whatever they're going to do for that one episode. There's a montage yeah, set to a Motown tough. song, right. followed by a soliloquy, followed by a makeout session, <laughs> followed by a soliloquy, followed by a makeout session with the president, followed by a phone call with the president, <laughs> and then ends with a big splashy shock. And watching about four of those in a row on a plane flight, I was like, well, I can't, I, I, I just can't do it. Great example. Not all shows are meant for binge viewing. That's what that I mean, right? One. That is one that isn't. But I'm always envious of people who are watching classic shows, ones we've talked about before, Lost, Breaking Bad, those types, where you can just blow through. You didn't have to wait. The Wire, I mean, if you didn't have to wait the week to get the next episode of The Wire, you never would. You would go right in, and I mean, immediately you'd be there. And now, I mean, very soon, April 6th, one of our favorites, you know, Game of Thrones is going to return. Back. That's right. And and I'm all fired up about that. I might have to watch season three again just to make sure. Yeah, I was. The proper I was going to try to watch all thirty before. Did you see the premiere of The Americans season two? I did. That was good too. Man, I that's a it. that's a I really actually, good television show. I actually, uh, I through, uh, I was able to get uh, half of that season. Oh. to jump ahead a little bit, and uh, it it's, it sticks. I mean, it, they definitely they definitely keep the intensity and the uh, the drama value pretty high, at least for the first half of the season. And Carrie Russell still looks like she's, I mean, when Carrie Russell plays, you know, a 21-year-old, she looks 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, her face just does not age. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, she is. And it's a, it's a really good, fun show. Well, on, on the by bin- the way, also, Mother of Dragons was at the uh, Vanity Fair party. Oh, really? Right. Oh, was she blonde or was she? She, she was. She, was she had her natural. She was dark. Brunette. Yeah, yeah. She's the Mother of Dragons, though. Along the lines of the, the binge watching, you go through this with um, Susie. I go through it with Chara. John, I'm sure you go through it. Like, I wanted to watch more of True Detective last night. Chara wanted to go to bed, and then she gets mad at me. If I watch it, you guys know the Seinfeld Today Twitter handle. This was great. They tweeted out the other day, George promises to not watch House of Cards without his girlfriend, but can't help himself. She dumps him when he badly <laughs> pretends to be surprised. Because <laughs> I do that. I'll watch something yeah. and then not tell the wife I watched it and watch it again with her, and she knows. Yeah, Instantly. I know. You got to gotta be careful. You know what I thought of when Spacey walked out? How good of an Oscars host would he be? Oh, he's supremely talented. He yeah. is he is absurdly talented. On Kimmel afterward, he was doing a Johnny Carson bit for like two minutes. Oh, he crushed it. Kimmel afterward. It was so great. That crushed it, that show. Yeah, the uh, did you? The, I saw only one of the YouTube videos that they made into uh, full-length tentpole motion pictures. The Charlie Bit Me one was laugh <laughs> out loud. With the Hemsworth brothers. Hilarious. With yeah. the Hemsworth brothers yeah, yeah. and Tom Hanks yeah. saying, you know, playing the monk. <laughs> <laughs> I got wow. to see uh, I got to see Kevin Spacey as keyboard cat in M Wow Deus, I think they called it. M Wow uh, Deus, yeah, M Meow Davis, Excuse me. That's so, right. Uh, that was it. And you was also excited to see, but no, I couldn't. I didn't meet him. But Benedict Cumberbatch, ah, who is okay. by the way, just like you could say this about most people, actors in in, in movies. Yes, handsome, but shorter than than you'd think. Really? Yeah, I thought he would be like eight feet tall. Oh, wow. But he's just t- we had, we're the same height. I guess Martin Freeman's just shorter. 
You know, but well, if, yeah, you, if you've seen Sherlock, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Martin Freeman is a hobbit, so that that's true. Come into play there. Sherlock and is great TV, also. Love the that. third season of Sherlock and Sherlock and House of Cards and a couple of the other shows. There's this thing going on now, which is great. People, there are major, major events that have happened in these shows during these seasons, and no one's spoiling them on Twitter. And I give the fans a lot of credit for that. That's true. They're letting you enjoy the experience where it's so tempting to put up, hey, this happened or that happened, or this guy shows up or this woman shows up. And everyone is sort of, you know, playing by the rules. And, There's and, such and a social media a backlash, job. though. If, if you spoil something, you immediately get criticized uh, by everyone. So, John, before I let you go, what do you want the Steelers to do? They just signed Worlds to uh, a contract that a lot of people are surprised about because it ties their hands salary cap-wise. It could be the end of Woodley, even potentially Polamalu in uh, Pittsburgh. I think, I think I think Woodley's done, and it kills me because he's you know, an alum like us. Yep. But I think Woodley's days are done. I think, you know, Polamalu, man, why don't people give that guy credit for the season he had? Like, he was practically playing linebacker last year. Oh, his dude's and coming. He, he's going to get a yellow jacket one day, John. He may not be first ballot, but I think I think he'll he'll be in a conversation annually for the for the Hall of Fame, and he may even get in one day. Yeah, it, I think he's a game changer. What, 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 they got to rebuild that defense, and they always meant you know when a linebacker left, they would just plug another one in when a you know. They, but stars, I think at the, I think they need a shutdown corner. Ike Taylor is not that shutdown corner anymore. And for the opposite side, well, I'm not even going to get into that. So maybe a shutdown corner. I know a lot of people like Mosley in the middle from Alabama because they do need a middle linebacker or an inside linebacker. And again, they lost Hampton, which was a huge loss for them, I think. And as these guys fall off, that team is defense first. And if the defense can't hold, it doesn't matter what Ben and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and all the other guys do. So I think they need to go defense hard. And I know they're also talking about a tall receiver. And this, you know, this draft just seems so stacked. Like I, I, I don't, I, you don't know what's going to be there at the end. So if it's up to me. I'm getting Gilbert if he's available, or Denard out of Michigan State. One of those shutdown corners would be my first pick. Yeah, but I mean, your offensive side of the ball needs some help. I mean, uh, who's catching the ball? Well, I mean, I, I like Cotri and Brown's... I like Sanders. I mean, Brown is I I know, but Brown's Brown is Brown is excellent. Heath's but is, the glue, is he... but Heath's getting up there too. But and this is the changing nature of the NFL, which you guys know all too well. What two years ago they had Wallace, Sanders, and Brown, and they had what the best receive, arguably one of the best receiving cores in the NFL, and now it's gone because Sanders isn't going to sign. I don't think it's amazing how quickly things turn. I mean, I'm looking at the draft order, you know, with the Texans and the Falcons being in the first seven, they they were almost in the Super Bowl two years ago, and and. To be able to do it that quickly, it just shows like what the Seahawks did with the draft and the Niners, what they do with the draft. It reminds me of those Steelers' 70s drafts where you had six Hall of Famers being drafted in one season. You could turn it around that quickly. So if they go for the, you know, Watkins will be gone and, and maybe Lee will be around or, or Cooks or, you know, one of those guys. But it seems that getting that tall receiver is key because these corners are so big now also. So... I mean, Heath Miller was hurt last year. Pouncey going out the first game killed the Steelers. Their offensive line, I think they wanted me to play tackle by the time the season was over. I, I do like Munchak being the offensive line coach. I think that was a huge move for them. And as bad as they were in the beginning of the year, 
they were what a San Diego Charger loss away from making the playoffs. Well, they were one of the hottest teams towards the end. Like they're a perfect example of of that's being used by uh, advocates for uh, an extra playoff team for for a I, for a seven seed in uh, in the playoffs because the seven seeds this year would have been Pittsburgh and Arizona, and those teams would have been red hot going yeah. into the final uh, the final one. So. You know, I, I got to ask you one thing, Rich. Yes, the, sir. Because you see it at the combine. I mean, I keep hearing I saw Clowney and what a beast he is physically. And but the thing I I can't get a handle on is if this guy is as physically dominant as everyone says he is, and the Texans, you know, can line him up with Watt and destroy that, any offensive line. How important are those? intangibles like how they're huge how do you... they're huge they're huge and we talked about it that you can't kick the tires on heart you've got to look somebody directly in the eye and 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 find it out or see it on tape and and the two guys that are at the top of this draft in many people's minds in Clowney and Manziel you th- th- they got to kick the tires on heart and figure out that whole thing uh, you know, somebody just walked in the door for Damashek's podcast. James Jones is here. That man has something that pounds out of his chest that would hit me through the glass. <laughs> and and it means a hell of a lot, John. It means a hell of a lot. Pro Bowl players are made on heart when you mix it with the right blend of talent and obviously a, a great group of people around him. So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, and that's going to be part of the thing over the next 60-plus days that people like the Texans have to figure out, you know? So I, I, wish, I, I wish I had the answer to all of that. Yeah. If I did, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be a general manager, which would be bad for whichever team hires me. I've got to be very honest with you. But, hey, listen, John, I appreciate you phoning in, as always. You're a good friend of the program, and, and, uh, and go Blue. Great talking to you guys. Go blue. And uh, when it comes to draft time here in New York, I'd love to see you. You bet. That's uh, John Hine back here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Uh, that uh, was a lot of fun. It went on for, we went on forever again. Eh. Even when there's nothing to talk about, there's stuff to talk about. Give me the international shout-out. Uh, Beth Schlossberg. She says she listens faithfully from Prague, Czech Republic, and when she travels for work. This week she listened in Moscow. Thank you very much. Good for, good for them. Uh, so I want to thank, uh, thank today's guests. Uh, Paige McGeezled of the Indianapolis Colts. He was great. Great. Uh, Guy Rodriguez. Guy. Uh, Guy Rodriguez of, of Around the League. And uh, uh, Jan ha- uh, Hiskises. Jan Hiskises. Jan Hiskises, Okay. Maybe. Uh, for, 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 for phoning in as well. And uh, we're, we're just thrilled to be uh, one of the many podcasts representing the National Football League, uh, whose commissioner is Rhiannon Gadbrooks. Boy, does he do a great job! Fantastic, Rhiannon. Uh, that that RG is 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 great. <laughs> um, so uh, for for Craig Loing, Craig Loing, yes, and one okay. update from from Craig Loing as well. Yeah, I got the final mock-up of the five point nine eight T-shirts, so I'll show them to okay. you after this. Very we'll, good. Uh, for we'll for see. for Craig Loing, who you can follow at Chris Law, <laughs> and uh, Craig Brazent or Brazent, Brazent, Brazent. Yeah. Very well done. Uh, who's at Chris Brockman? I am Reese Edgens. Boy, this Travolta name generator is fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Reese Edgens for the uh, Reese Edgens podcast, signing off. Stay listening, friends.